in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Welcome in, everybody. It's Tuesday, August 15th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. Back to you live from the world-famous University of Louisville College of Business Studios here at the remote studios in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Visit business.louisville.edu to see what the UofL College of Business can do for you, including uh, helping you with your 20-month professional MBA. It's not just for you. The 12-month if you want to focus solely on the MBA, but if you've got Kids, if you've got another job and you want to combine the experience of a top-rated program with the convenience of evening classes that accommodate your schedule, the UofL College of Business can do that for you. Visit business.louisville.edu backslash MBA to find out how. We're on the air today from 3.03 until, hopefully, 6 o'clock here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know us better as the Big X, Mike Rutherford. Here with Trevor Kelsey after an interesting few days off. We have plenty to talk about, plenty to discuss before we get to any of uh, what's going on. TK, how are you? You look great. You're blowing your nose now. I'm sorry. I, had to, I didn't mean to ask you that right as you were Yeah, I was hoping nose. you wouldn't get me right when I was That I was, was my sneeze. fault. Yeah. I should have, you know, we should have been, we've been off for a few days. Should have been, we're not quite back in rhythm. <laughs> the timing's a little off. We'll, we'll get there. Timing's <laughs> off. Uh, we, we will get there. There's lots to discuss. Of course, the, the one day that we have gigantic news that breaks at 3.05, we're not on the air. Uh, hand up. That's uh, you, you can blame put put the blame on me, but I, I guess we do need to start today's show by talking about what happened uh, on on Thursday at the end of the show, which is why we have not been on yesterday or or, or Friday, Friday or since yeah. then. Uh, if you were listening, you, we, I think um, you heard me bring the show back at like for the five o'clock hour. We talked for a couple of minutes. I mentioned at the top that I was not feeling great, and which then, I, I cut out of the podcast. Thank you. I did like the, the next day. Somebody was like. Damn it, Trevor, leaving the last hour of the podcast because, out. Because it, it ends up on a cheery turn. Like, when we get back, we're going to talk. We're going to find out who's the a-hole. And, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you, and then, like, it's just nothing. Well, because the last part is just kind of you feeling really down and trying to get, yeah, as you were about to describe. Well, it was either that or, like, you know, leaving the people disappointed <laughs> or leaving them wondering whether or not I died. Wow. So you, you had a choice either to way, make. Yeah. You, you know, it was, it was kind of a Sophie's choice. Well, you got to keep them on their toes. There's a reason why they get to be continued in there. Yeah. You got to keep them coming back wanting more. Right. Yeah. So I brought the show back, and then you know, abruptly, yeah, I said you needed to throw it to break, and then uh, you we came back. You threw it to Jody Demling, which you could tell you were flustered as <laughs> you were throwing it to to Jody. There, we did Cardinal Insider, and then 
uh, my health procedures. You scared me, dude. It was, it was, it was, it was, a, it was a scary time. I, I'm still, yeah. I think we're both still a little rattled. So I had, I mean, I guess I have to set the table, and I, I don't like talking about this. It's not, it's not fun for a number of reasons. One, I don't think that a lot of people out there. I mean, you, I, I'm not saying you don't care, but I know that you don't care about the fine details about what's been going on with me. Uh, and then two, I just don't like, you know, I don't like people feeling sorry for me. I don't like getting the, talking about the details too. Just kind of. I think messes with me a little bit, but I have been, and I've mentioned this sort of in passing more times than not over the last year and a half, I've been dealing with um, pretty gross long COVID stuff. Um, and it's, it's kind of fluctuated. It was really, really bad last summer and I kind of fought through it and got to a good place, then got COVID again and it kind of recycled. And then this summer has been off and on. It was doing really well. And then maybe overdid it a little bit with vacation and some other things. And, the heat comes and the Canadian wildfires, damn Canada, sets the stuff back. But it had been going really well the last few weeks. Damn and Canada. I'd been feeling really well. But one of the big things that comes with this whole thing, and again, like you know, so little is known about this. It's, I base all of this because God knows doctors aren't helping. I base all of this <laughs> off of other people that have been dealing with this for, for longer than I have. The first wave of people with COVID, they seem to know the most and, and – yeah, there are some doctors, there are some new studies that are helping. But one of the big things with people who've been dealing with long COVID is you know, our bodies are constantly in this, this fight or flight, which is why people feel so tired all the time. Like there's something wrong with your immune system. And one of the big things that comes with this is they, they call them adrenaline dumps, where your body basically just, it senses something and it, it thinks that you're dying. It thinks that you're having a heart attack. It thinks you're having a stroke. And so it's emptying all its resources out and you, you know, the only way that I can describe it, and it's, I, I, before, I never dealt with any sort of like anxiety or panic attack or anything like this. So people who have and then got long COVID, they always say that you know, these, these adrenaline dumps, they remind them of panic attacks like on steroids. And these are people that have dealt with anxiety before getting long COVID. And it's just, it's, it's, it's not fun. It's, it's very strange. It's very weird. And anyone's bet you knows you're not on steroids. I, that's exactly right. Yeah. It's not that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but so, you are, you're on the wrong steroids, dude. <laughs> I, I had a, a decent amount of these at the very beginning, the first few months, like over a year ago, and it sucked. And, and I, you know, a lot of people say that they cycle out of them after the first few months. It's, that seemed to be the case with me. Had not had them in a while. I've had, like, crashes. And it's, it, it's something similar, but you just kind of feel like you get really, really dizzy, really disoriented, and then, like, you have to sleep for, like, two days. And that's usually when you've overdone it. If I've eaten the wrong thing, if I've just you know, done too much, or if I had had too much of a you know, taxing day physically or mentally, like sometimes that'll come to bite you. Or if just like the Canadian fires do the same thing, but I haven't had any of these adrenaline dumps. And the difference between the main difference outside of them just being fiercer apparently and panic attack is like they just they come out of nowhere. There's nothing that that triggers it. It's not like I'm doing anything. That's, I mean, I was having a great day on Thursday. Like, like had been feeling fine. Hadn't eaten anything different. Had had a good night of sleep before. You and I had, had a good first two hours. We had fun, and then just bam! At like four forty, I start feeling this just just super weird, and I kind of power through at the end of that hour. I do what I, I've done because it's secret. It's not the first time this has happened on the radio where I've just you know been feeling really really crummy, and so I'm like, yeah, power through it. Do the same thing you do. Do the same little mental exercises. And then it becomes clear at like five that I, I just, I, I'm not going to be able to do this. I can't read any words uh, in front of me. Everything's just kind of spinning and it's, it, it's not good. And then yeah, I, I do what I've done in the past after we go off the air. I, I do like this, I get down on the ground, elevate my legs, 
do the box breathing, you know, tell yourself, this is fine. It's all just part of it. You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. And then what really scares me is my body starts like seizing, which has never happened before. Like I start shaking uncontrollably. My mouth locks to the point where like I can't talk. I can't like yell at you. I can't do anything. And I'm, yeah, my, it, it, that's when I really start freaking out. And I'm really like, this is, this is not good. And eventually like I, I kind of finally can yell out to you and I'm like, we need to, we need to go somewhere. I need you to take me to the hospital. You call Mary. We take you to the hospital over by my house. And if there's one good thing to come out of all this, it's that, so I'm in the back of your car. I'm, I'm lying down. I'm trying to do the breathing. I'm trying to, but like, I'm just feeling, feeling really terrible. And I'm like staring up at the sky and I'm thinking like, this is the end. Like, like I, I, I legit think I'm going to die. In the back of your car, <laughs> covered in your dog's hair, reeking of weed and stale fast food, and I'm like, "This is this there is wasn't not a breeze bottle back there." If it really this is not the way that it was supposed to end. And I, you know, the only thing key, I'm like, you know, if I do survive this, at least it can't get any worse. Like this, this is rock bottom. Everything that happens beyond this moment is gravy. You're gonna be okay, but you you, you you drove like a pro. You stayed calm. You tried to make jokes. I think I calmly let you know that I did not appreciate it. I was like, please, just. I was like, we just we don't need to talk right now. I'm just trying to focus here. Yeah, I, I made one joke, and then you you the way you replied, I was like, I've been in that mode where I'm just like, I don't. I, I, no, I, I, I think I it was. I don't think don't it was a joke. Anything. I think I just asked you a question. You were like, I don't care, and I'm like, I know. Yeah, I'm just. I know I that talk. answer. I've been in that mode. Where I was like. You, just, just get him to the hospital. Yeah, and it was, it, but you, you drove like a champ. Uh, Mary was there when we got there, which was nice. Um, and then, like, I'm, I mean, I, I, the whole time I'm standing there, like, I'm just, I'm, I'm shaking. Like the whole, and I, I'm like, I still feel like I can barely walk. I can really, really struggle to talk. And they take me back there. It take I mean, the, the emergency room is packed, which I'm right away. I'm like, believe, like this <laughs> is first, not good. First of all, I warned you for that was, I think, where I was like, if you want my back seat, I don't mind. My back seat's clear, but the only. No human's ever been in my back seat, only Khaleesi. And you were like, I don't care. And I'm like, okay. When you got that car, I felt so. You had a more blonde hair on the back of your, on your back. Very did. She was, like, she was like, oh my God. You could have just take, combed that out and put it on the top of your head and like take a touch and take, take, like, look at like Fabio. Nice I mean, wig. It, it would have been, you get enough. <laughs> I was like, I know this is the least of his concerns, but I feel kind of bad. I think I may have ruined his uh, his anteater shirt. Yeah, as worried as Mary was, like she, I don't think. I, I, again, the whole thing is kind of a blur to me. I think she had she couldn't like not make a comment in the first five minutes that she was there. She's like, "Oh my god!" But uh, so Cleesey spent the only person been back there for like a year and a half. She sheds. It's her seat. It shows. <laughs> yeah, it shows for sure. So uh, you know, we make it in there. They do like the the quick vital test to make sure that I'm not going. Like they, they do an EKG. They take some blood. They're, you know, they, they, they make sure that nothing's like just immediately like where I have to get whisked away for any sort of like immediate surgery. And then they're like, you know, we'll, we can do further tests when you meet the doctor. We go back out there, kind of like hang out for a while. I'm like, this is going to take a while. And we after like two hours, we, Mary goes and asks, like, you know, what's the what are we looking at here? They're like you're 17th in line. And I'm like, we can either uh, my, my body's calmed down at that point. I feel like crap, but I, I don't feel like I'm. I'm not in the middle of the dump anymore. I'm not in the middle of the crash. It's good because you're 17th in line. Exactly. And I'm like, we can either stay here till 3 a.m. and they can run all these tests on me that I've already had before. And they tell me, like, we don't know what's wrong with you. Should doctors at least give, like, the little red number takey thing? At least you know where you're at. Because I I, I sensed by the amount of people in the waiting (laughs) room how far away we had to sit from the the main room that it was going to be a while. But, yeah, I wasn't sure exactly. So finally, after a while, I was like, let's, ju- let's just bounce, and I-, I can go sleep, and you know, we can always come back if I feel like I'm going to die again. But 
yeah, just, just uh, like that'll happen. I feel like I'm gonna die again. We'll just ride back over. Maybe maybe it'll be a shorter line. This then. is what my life's become. This, yeah, is, this is yeah. What, 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 why why am I think I'm I'm over dying at five o'clock? Come on, body. Let's do like nine o'clock when it's a little less traffic in here. So I haven't even told like the the worst part about all this outside of just the the, the, the fear car, and the panic, and everything. <laughs> not not the car, but so when, when I went back to get my blood taken, the it was one of those where there's obviously an alpha nurse and she's like training somebody and they're trying to like let her. And I'm like, cause I've been in this situation now again, this is, I, I'm someone who went to like the doctor twice between, I want to say like 2003 and 2020. And now I've been a billion times over the last you know, three years with all this stuff. And so I've kind of figured out, like I could tell when somebody's new and <clears throat> they let the, letting the new girl take my blood. And I'm like, I don't, I don't like this. And she's like, rookie. She's like, do you prefer a specific arm? And I'm like, I'm like, usually people do the left and she's on my right side. And she's like, I see a good one right here on my, on my right. I'm like, usually people prefer the left. I'm like, please just, I'm like, just do what I'm saying. And she, she, yeah, she sticks it in. There's no other way to say that. She sticks it in. Yeah, I can tell when that happens. She's swinging and missing. I can tell. And I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, come on. And then she, like the fifth time, she just drills a nerve because my entire arm shoots up with like a stinging pain, like I'm being stabbed with a million knives. And I'm somebody, like, usually you have to like cut off my arm if I'm going to tell a doctor or a nurse that like, hey, this is, I'm not happy with this. And like, I was like, oh, <laughs> like, like, right. and she's like, oh no. And like the, uh, the, the alpha nurse, the one who knows what she's doing is very clearly like, I think you, I think you may have hit a nerve there. And then she the takes over, nurse. the A nurse takes over. And she goes to my left arm, like you know, like I'd said all along. And the the B nurse that has just like, killed me is like, oh well, that one's just staring you right in the face. I'm like, I want to strangle you so badly, <laughs> poor nurse. And so now for the last what has it been five days? Every time like I straighten my right arm or pick up something semi heavy, I get a shooting pain down my right arm because I'd these kill my social life. These stupid nerves. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> apparently it goes away. It has gotten better today a little bit. Uh, apparently the nurse can heal themselves and it happens because the immediate thing I look up is like is this like one more thing you know blood drawn nerve damage like is this going to be okay and most people say it goes away after like a week some people say it goes away after a month so hopefully that's gone but I'm like one more bleeping thing I'm like are you kidding me like I was like I didn't even get to see a real doctor and you're causing me damage in my right arm uh but that was so the last few days when when I have something like this it does tend to to set me back I go back to the original baseline from where I was, like early, like late last spring, early summer, and the last few days have. Th- there's no way around. Like we're gonna have fun. We're gonna ignore this moving forward. But it, they they have sucked. Like I just I felt like complete crap. My mind's just, spa- I can't remember things. I can't find the words. I feel nauseous all the time. Everything's spinning. So all I've really been able to do is lie down. So we're gonna try to to push through here. No promises. This may become you know if these couple days go poorly. This might become the Trevor Kelsey show officially for like for a few weeks, but uh, it, it's been bad. But I do appreciate like all the people. I didn't know how anybody found out. Like a, a few people were listening. Um, well, people were all live on the air. Like, what the hell's going yeah, on? The, uh, I was getting texts from people saying, "Like, is Mike okay?" You I, know? So the, yeah, the initial reaction comes out, and like I'm getting you know some texts, I'm getting some messages, and people are like, you know, what that, that's scary. Like, what happened? And I haven't looked at my phone. And then I go home, and like, I crash. I, I'm like, I just need to sleep as much as I can, just try to get through this. 
and I wake up in the middle of the night and I see that I've got like 75 billion text messages <laughs> and all these notifications. And I realize my dad has put something on Twitter about this happening. I saw that later on. Like, yeah. Okay. So that, now like everybody knows. He said that he was like he, he said it on Thursday night. He goes yesterday. Yeah. You know, like, my, <laughs> my dad, like myself, also gets confused. I guess so. It's all right. He did clarify it, I think, in a, in a later tweet. But he was uh, he was okay. But so you know, I, everybody who reached out, I appreciate. I'm sorry that you know we we put you. Through a, a little bit of a scare, and I'm sorry that I was not around these last couple of days. But I, I say what I've had to say a few times. Like I, I promise you, I'm, I'm doing the best I can here. We're, I'm, I'm trying to to push through this as much as possible. I'm trying to, I, I'm not milking this or anything. It it sucks, and the, the more that I I do appreciate, because you know, you know, doctors and, and my wife, you, know, you take some time off. Like don't do the show. I do think it's good for me mentally to come in here and do three hours where you and I are talking and it feels like it feels like everything's fine it, it feels like everything was way back in the long ago two years ago or a year and a half ago before all this started and I, I think it, it it helps and it's nice it does kind of tire me out when I'm done but it's I like doing the show and I, I want to be able to keep doing the show and so hopefully I can, can Good, push. I thought I was going to stress you to the. To yeah. the, the, the I'm not the saying you haven't caused this or you don't play a part. <laughs> what were we talking about before that happened on Thursday? I wonder. We were about to get to that list of like the worst football games uh, <laughs> ever, the, the, the worst losses. That was going to include Louisville Rucker. Spoiler alert. And then uh, we, we never quite got there. Well, today's news isn't going to help either. It's not. It's not. It's not a fun day to come <laughs> no, back. It's to, like <laughs> at least you know not a whole lot of show prep. At least we can. You know, there are things to be said. But uh, everyone who reached out everyone who said something i i really appreciate you thanks so much i haven't had a chance to glance at the text line yet but if you guys were upset i apologize and uh you know keeping moving forward we will try to do the best we can i just you know hopefully this this won't happen again at least while we're we're on air and hopefully hopefully this is the last one hopefully i can you know we have great months ahead of us people are turning corners at, at two years it seems like hopefully i'm next up for that and that will be coming up late this winter but I do think uh, Trevor also. I, I that was the scariest you had because I've seen you've told me you haven't felt well, and I'm like I'm yeah. not saying I don't believe you. I just say you just you know I can. This one was bad. You 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 looked like me at like after I'd been out in the sun for like five hours in the middle of like at noon on a summer day. Like you kind of you were pale, and I was like, oh dude, I was like I thought I yeah I thought I was about to carry you. Yeah, it's gotten to a point now where like you drink Frank water. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I dumped Frank water on myself. Dude. <laughs> I can put up with a lot like. Yeah, I've woken up in the middle of the night, like shaking and like sweaty and stuff. And I'm like, you know, at this point, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not dying. I'm fine. Like, just just sleep through it, whatever. I, I get this was it has to get real, real bad for me to get affected at this point. This was this this was the worst one that I've had so far. And hopefully, it's it's the it worst, the worst one last had. one. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's my hope. But Trevor did a great job uh, getting me to the hospital. He was awesome. My mom made him a cake because he's I, so good. I, I mean, good lord! I mean, it's a giant like chocolate. Bunt cake, right? I mean, exactly. Here's the secret: if you do anything nice <laughs> in like the my, world, my, my mom's gonna make you a cake. I like the big fat Greek wedding. It's a bunt cake. It is a bunt. Bunt. Cake. <laughs> oh, it's a cake. You put like a candle in it, and there's a card. I mean, I haven't opened the card yet. I'll open it here in a little bit. But I mean, yeah, good lord, Your mom did not have to go through all that. It's that was so sweet of her. She she does this all the time. Like she she loves if you do anything nice, She'll make she's you gonna cake. make you a cake. She's mm-hmm. gonna make you a cake. Mm-hmm. That's, that's who she is. It's what she does. Uh, like you said, you're like, how were you not fatter growing up? I'm like, I don't. Everyone <laughs> asked me this as a kid because in my house we always how had. How do you not look like me? Yeah, <laughs> cookies, brownies. I mean, she did this like every Sunday. It was like just mix, checks mixed. Because my mom tutored after she had, like three jobs growing up. She did. A, she she worked at the preschool where she still works. She would teach Lamaze classes on weeknights and then Saturday mornings. And then after school, she would 
tutor kids. She, and you know, the kids loved her because she had a gigantic box of candy and uh, all these treats and all this stuff. But of course, like, you know, me as a 13, 14 year old kid, I'm dipping into the treat box. I'm dipping into the cookies. I'm dipping into the cakes. And you know, it was just, it was always around when I was growing up. We were that house that my, my friends loved coming to because we always had uh, no shortage of snacks and, and goodies. I thought little Debbie was a family member for till I was like 14. Well, <laughs> I, thought, I thought she was like a part of the house. <laughs> I went to a birthday. I was like, where's little Debbie at? <laughs> that was us. That was, uh, yeah, we, we, my mom just, she got it on us. But uh, you, again, We'll will you forward. tell her thank you, and I will enjoy that during the bats game tonight. Hopefully, the bats play better than this week. They, what? Did they win any against St. Paul? They finally won on Sunday. They finally won on Sunday. I mean, they took it on the chin all week last week. Now they're in Iowa, but poor, poor Nick's got to go from one road trip to another with the way they're playing too. On top of it, but yeah, they took it on the chin all week, and then poor Josh did Friday and Saturday. And they had a rain delay on Friday, like a two and a half hour rain delay. And on Saturday, they pushed the game back because uh, Bill Murray and Daryl Strawberry were in the building. Oh, really? Actually, in the building, there's proof. There's a picture Nick took. I was going to say, well, haven't we done this before? Yeah. I, you're not. I texted Josh and said, your start time on Saturday is pushed back 30 minutes for Daryl Strawberry. He goes, seriously? Are you, are you, are you, <laughs> I was like, is, are, is, this, is this real? I'm like, yes. He played there between cocaine uh, suspensions and MLB back in the 90s. Does Daryl Strawberry really like deserve <laughs> Delaying a game for thirty minutes now, and they did an on- they they honored him and Bill Murray, so it was him and Mur- Bill Murray. Still, so. like if Major League Baseball games can work around like Barry Bonds coming back or something, <laughs> it's the minor league. It's like I think Straw can can they can get the game started on time. Just do it thirty minutes before first pitch. Yeah, they just they put, I mean, yeah, they decided to push it back thirty more minutes though, and honor him for the uh, two weeks he played there back in '96, which is the only reason I knew who St. Paul Saints were. For the longest time was because Michael Jordan. I, well, I remember him signing him and like JD Drew signing there back in the nineties when they were like the you know the side professional team. They weren't an actual a minor league team, and I didn't know. Apparently, Bill Murray was their, one of the original owners, which is why he was honored. Okay. So uh, yeah, but they they finally won on Sunday. They got beat on Daryl Strawberry Day. Um, that's when I made the great joke to Josh. He was like, "Oh man, he's start pushing back the time on Joe Strawberry Day. And it's gonna rain probably." I said, "Well, it's still Strawberry Day. It's probably snow more than rain, right?" Yeah. Hey, yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember what team Michael Jordan signed with? Uh, you mean sort of the Birmingham Barons? Yeah, exactly. That's the that's the one. Okay, all right. I, that was the minor league team. I feel like everybody remembers that. His manager was uh, you do that managed the Indians. That's uh, Terry, right. Terry Francona. Francona was his manager. Yeah, because we watched that that thirty for thirty that Jordan rides the bus one. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I always think of that, and I think of when Roger Clemens played for the Lexington Legends, and he bought him like he he, he he like he pimped out the like the locker room, I think, or something. He was there for like one week, and he just basically bought all new equipment and all new like TVs and stuff for the locker room for why he was there. Um, but yeah, that's but they play Iowa now. Iowa, I think, it's pretty, uh, Iowa Cubs. Yeah, Iowa Cubs are having a decent season. The, this, this is an important series for the bats. So hopefully, uh, tune in tonight about seven oh eight, and we'll, we'll get that going. Real quick aside, did anybody? Yeah. Can anyone tell me? This is again. If I had an internet that worked here, I could figure it out. Somebody's gonna have to do this. Brandon Phillips, I think, bought part of the Lexington Legends. Did he really? And he was like a player manager. I don't, this he, is, he played until he was like 60, ago. I think, didn't he? I think he's, that's what I'm saying. I think he was still playing like two years ago when he was 40. I thought he was yeah, like a player, man. And I don't know if that's still a thing. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you can or not. I remember he played to – he's only 42, so he couldn't have played to 60. But um, I know he did – he did played like outside of Major League Baseball. You're right, forever. It's, it felt like, but I'm saying he was uh, yeah, on August like 19, 2020, ago. joined the Lexington Legends. Walk-off home run. Uh, do, do, do. Following the season, the club was sold to a new ownership group that Phillips 
And oh no, he just—I guess he just left the franchise. Oh. He played there though, but he became co-owner of the club. Uh, if he did, he didn't play for him. In 2021, the Legends moved to the Atlantic League of Professional Baseball, and Phillips became a co-owner of the club in the offseason. Okay. He I'm just reading the Wikipedia player. page, yeah. Yeah, he was a player that year, but that was when they weren't, I guess, affiliated as like a with any. They're the Astros, right, I think? Well, not anymore now they're done. Oh, they're not affiliated with anybody, really? No. I didn't know that. I thought they were still a double-A team. No, because the Lexington team is new. It's like a new franchise. Oh. I'm just... They have a stupid name now. What's, what's the stupid name? The counter, the, the counter clocks. Oh, that is pretty stupid. It's very stupid. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Their logo looks generic as all get out. That is horrible. Yeah, it's Lexington. I mean, good lord, God. how'd they get dropped from? I guess <laughs> the Roger Clemens things like the first, first paragraphs on here <laughs> for their franchise. Who they are? I did not know that. Wow, that's I learned something do. new. Uh, we want to hear from you guys on the Thornton text line. I, I think I, I know what it. you're going to want to text in about five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. Hit us up there. I know you guys have been saving up these thoughts for. I know, full days now. I know what they want to hear, and I'll let them know. Saturday, I watched all three vacation movies. Did you really? I feel like you've done this before since we've been <laughs> on the air. <laughs> I, watched, I watched all three uh, Meet the Parents movies over the weekend. Okay. And uh, what was the other thing I watched? Trilogy Trevor. I did. I just I kind of went on this. Like, this th- oh, I watched both Ted 1 and 2. He loves the three-way. I t- <laughs> uh, and there was something else I watched, and I can't remember. I do know thinking to myself while I was watching Vegas Vacation, though, was wondering, is it harder to pick, like, which one of the three is your favorite, or is it easier just to just say that European Vacation sucks? Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows European's like, the worst one. No one likes European Vacation. I like European Vacation. You, no one likes it. It's not your, my favorite, No one I likes like it. it. No one likes it, Mike. No one likes it. It's been a while, but I like it. <laughs> no one likes that movie whatsoever. Is that the long COVID time? Uh, that's, yeah, yeah. Do you think you back to the hospital? What, kind of, <laughs> yeah. what vein did she hit? Just wheel me out of here. <laughs> Clearly. That's it. Yeah, you feel a bottomy while you were there? I mean. <laughs> I'm throwing you back in the back seat. So, <laughs> you've inhaled too much dog hair, apparently. <laughs> but I was just wondering, I mean, wh- so which one's your favorite, then, of the three? Out of the original. The original uh, Christmas in Vegas. Christmas. Yeah, I don't Christmas know. It's so, the original are both great. It's so hard. that's what I'm saying. It's so hard to pick which one is your, is the best. It's tough. Okay, well, text us on the Thornton sex line <laughs> at five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. I need to cheer people up because we know what's coming next. And a reminder: download the refreshing <laughs> rewards app to save yourself some money every time you need to fuel up or every time you need a tasty treat inside one of the area's twenty seven thousand six hundred seventy two area Thornton's locations. Do all that, then text us at 502-414-1450. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to get into it. Big news happened yesterday. I know the other afternoon shows were able to tackle it yesterday. Now we get to tackle it. We'll give our thoughts on Trenton Flowers, uh, what happened, some of the fallout that's happened in the 24 hours since, what it means, what it doesn't mean, all that coming your way next here. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, back on a Tuesday on 1450 and 961, The Big X. And split the night and touch the sound of silence. The Mississippi Delta. Shining like a national guitar 
I'm following the river down the highway Through the cradle of the Civil War And I'm going to Graceland, into Graceland Of Memphis, Tennessee, but I'm going to Graceland Probably my least favorite Paul Simon. Poor boys really? Love that. Least favorite song? Least favorite Paul Simon. Huh? Least favorite Paul Simon song. Okay. Well, I love Paul. Not a big fan of this song. Damn. Sorry. So I'm going to miss on one of them. Okay. Ah, five out of six ain't bad. You're good. Hopefully. It depends on what you hear the rest yeah, of the day. We'll find out. <laughs> Welcome back in. Tuesday edition of the Rutherford Show here on 1450 96.1 The Big X. Because we were off the air yesterday, boy, I mean, like I was like, I was going to try to give it a go, and then I realized pretty early on in the day it was not going to happen. And so I'm, like, trying to just, just rest and sleep. And then 3.05 happens, and I was like, man, like this is this is a bad day to not be on the air. Let's get on it. We're going to have to write something anyway. But the, we talk about, right, right when we come on the air, too, is when it happened as well. Exactly. I mean, the, I mean the, 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 with us, though, how long would it have taken for one of us to notice that, that something was going on? I feel like we would still be talking about what movies you watched the night before at, like, 3.17 before somebody finally was like. Well, no, I think we would have figured out kind of quick, because I do keep Twitter open a little bit over here. So I, I think I would have seen it at some, I mean, yes, we would have been at least two minutes into what movies did you watch? Why is For sure. Why is European suck so bad? Why do you even think it doesn't suck? You know, that type of My thing. My buddy Craig says he loves European, by the way. No one loves your No one. I like European. No one likes it. I like it. It's, it's, it's the dumb. It's the worst plot. And the worst kids. I'm not saying it's not the worst. I'm just saying I There's like no it. There's no cousin All Eddie. All good. I just know. Daughter's hot. <laughs> Say what? Daughter's hot. <laughs> I don't even know. The Audrey? Is that, like, is that your favorite Audrey? Yeah, I think so. No, Vegas Vacation is the one's my favorite. Maybe I'm thinking of that one. Yeah, that's the one that's, yeah. There's a clear number one. It's all I remember yeah. being a kid. I was with Cousin, and she meets up with Cousin Vicky, the same one who taught her how to smoke weed back in uh, the first one. Craig says it's definitely the best Rusty. <laughs> I don't even remember the Rusty now. I, like, tried to... You've got no frame of reference. <laughs> I, I, like, blanked it out of my mind. I think it's been so bad. All right, let's get to the, let's get to the topic at hand, though. Oh, okay. Really? I mean, come on. <laughs> so, it was 3.05 yesterday, and, I mean... <laughs> I think everybody was ready to talk football because you had Jeff Brom at the kickoff luncheon. He had a, not, a lot of good quotable moments from that. That we'll, we'll try to hopefully play some of those coming up next hour. He's, he's talking about how he's going to get fired up and say some things he might regret in the in the locker room. But that's football and all this stuff. And you know, Love it. it's a good football Tuesday and another sign or football Monday. Another sign that things are on the horizon. We had U of L players playing well over the weekend in the NFL. All this stuff, and then boom, three oh five. Yeah, Malik, we didn't get we didn't a chance to talk about that. No. Trent Flowers <laughs> announces, you see, the thing is, like, I, I see him put out a statement and say, let's go. And I'm thinking, oh, this is some sort of new initiative. You know, he's done some things around here locally. He had, like, a, a watch party for Haunted Mansion, and he was doing stuff. Like, I'm assuming this is, you know, maybe it's him announcing that Tyler Johnson's finally coming. It's got to yeah. be something good, right? I mean, he's come now. Where are you, Tyler? Where are you, Tyler? <laughs> Where in the city is Tyler Johnson hiding? School starts pretty soon here, buddy. <laughs> He's still waiting for the bus to pick him up. <laughs> JCPS, what have you done with Tyler Johnson? He's sitting on the back of a JCPS bus. <laughs> Guys, we near Floyd Street yet? This is part of my scholarship. <laughs> Figure it out, guys. 
But we find out the, the the statement is not a let's go moment for anybody who's like... Let's go. You've got to know your audience, Trenton. Like, like he's putting that statement out. I don't know how he expects the fact that, you know, 75% of his followers at this point have to be UofL fans. Oh, yeah. I don't know what type of reception he's expecting when he's like, let's go! And then it's like, hey, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm going to Australia to play basketball. You guys have been great. I didn't really get to know you. I haven't even gone through a full, real... Autumn practice yet. Ugh. I haven't experienced a full day on campus during the fall semester, but I'm leaving. I'm going to Australia. I've signed an NBA L- NBL deal with, I don't even know, the, the, the 59ers. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it who does, cares? Yeah, okay, it doesn't matter. I'm going to make some money over there. He gives a bleep who it is. <laughs> he puts a statement out there. A lot of UofL fans are like, you know, okay, good luck, but what the hell? You know, <laughs> you're leaving us right now. We're about to start like full on practice coming up in a couple of weeks. The semester is about to start. Team building's been happening. What the hell's going on here? And then he puts out a statement, a tweet that he then deletes. Oh, he deleted that? Yeah, where he says, from this point forward, get it right, I'm a point guard. Oh, no, I didn't see that. Okay, go on. Yeah, he put a, yeah, a tweet about 20 minutes after the initial one that says, from this point forward, get it right, I'm a point guard. Uh, deletes that one. And now we've got, uh, I mean, his his mom saying stuff. We've got, and before we get into the ins and the outs, like his his mom has said that he... Has received death threats. The family's received death threats, which, if it happened, obviously I feel terrible. I'm, I'm not here to call anybody a, a liar. I'm just saying, in this day and age, if you've received a death threat, you and you're posting about it on Twitter, you're posting the receipts, right? You know, you, you're you're outing the person who sent you the DM. Because I've looked at all the responses on Twitter, the the visible responses. There's nothing like that. It's, there's some nasty stuff, but nothing like, "Hey, I'm going to kill you," or I, th- "I hope you should die." Like nothing, nothing that bad. So you have do the right thing where they're like, if you know if this has really happened, you need to contact the prop the proper authorities. Like you're going to the police if that happens in this day and age. And again, I, I just I kind of I'm not sure that happened. Not trying to just cater for U of L fans here. There was some nasty stuff that shouldn't have been said. Sadly, with the way people are, sometimes they I, it doesn't surprise me someone didn't. It wouldn't shock me, but the way that it was handled, the way that she came out and said, like, I'm not going to stand it, led me to believe that they were just disappointed in the reaction overall, and they exacerbated some things to try to make it look worse than it actually was. But, hey, if they want to go to the cops and and prove their case, then, yeah, if if you make that death threat, then you deserve to be outed. You deserve to face the punishment. But the fact of the matter is we find out at 3.05 yesterday that that, that the star freshman of Kenny Payne, star-studded, 2023 recruiting class is not going to be here. We get the we have the statement from Flowers to go off of. We we hear from Kenny Payne almost immediately, so he knew. Reportedly, they found out that morning. They had no idea that this was happening. There'd been some murmurs that maybe something was going on with Trenton Flowers, but they had no idea that he was going to bolt for Australia until yesterday morning. So Kenny Payne then puts out a statement almost immediately after the news breaks. He says. Earlier today, Trenton and his family informed me of his decision to pursue a professional career overseas. We're certainly disappointed in his decision and the timing. We fully believe in the University of Louisville's ability to help student-athletes reach their goals, including to play at the highest levels of professional basketball, and we're confident that Trenton could have achieved his dreams by making Louisville his home. However, we wish Trenton and his family well in all of their future endeavors. You've got the follow-up news from this morning, which is, and I've had a couple of this, Anybody who can be deemed an insider now, and there, there are so few because this program has become so tight-lipped. Like they just don't, they don't talk to anybody, they don't let anything get out. But there have been some people that have been to practice, even 
the recent ones that have been more closed doors who've been saying, you know, Trenton Flowers wasn't wouldn't have that great of a summer. Trenton Flowers probably wasn't going to be a starter for this team. Trey White was looking much better, kind of eating his lunch in practice every day. Mike James has gotten better. Yeah, this, this, it sounds bad. He clearly has some talent. He's clearly very athletic. He's clearly going to be a great player. But as of right now, Trenton Flowers wasn't exactly setting the world on fire this summer, which might be true. It sounds a lot less true when you're saying it 12 hours after the kid announces that he's going to go play <laughs> sounds, somewhere else. It does sound like the, 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 the bitter ex, right? I because mean, the, the, the reports that we were getting from people, wasn't who, that hot anyway. yeah, from people who were going to practice uh, you know, a month and a half ago was that this kid looked like the real deal. He looked like the type of freshman that we don't typically get. He fits all the, you know, passes all the eye tests. And then he goes to the, the Team USA tryouts mm-hmm. and makes the first cut kind of as a surprise. He turned a lot of heads there. Doesn't make the, the final roster, but apparently had a just great week in Colorado Springs. You've heard nothing but rave reviews. And now suddenly he's leaving and people are like, hey, he wasn't that good anyway. Which, who knows? Who knows what the accuracy is there? The See, fact of the matter is we don't have Trenton Flowers we don't have our kid who was the five-star prospect from the 2023 class. We don't have a guy who, assumedly, was going to help us out with these ball handling concerns. He was going to be one of those guys that you could ask to to bring it up a little bit if, if, if Sky Clark wasn't available. He clearly wants to play point guard somewhere. He didn't think it was going to be here. We now have to move forward without that guy. And it's, a, it's an issue for a number of reasons that I want to dive into. I think there are three big things here, but I, I want to let you talk for a second to your initial reaction when we find out that, that Flowers is not going to be a part of this team. The first thing I thought was, damn, Kenny's so good. He's getting guys in the pro without even playing a game here now. That's all we care about. That's all, yeah. That, right? I mean, this is what he did. The second thing I thought of was like, wow. I mean, I mean, I don't, I mean, I guess I don't know if he got on the phone with Luke McCaffrey or something and decided to leave early, but I was like, he, he is, is, did he get here for two weeks? Or three weeks, or how long he's been here? Saw the way this program's going, and was like, "I'd rather be in Australia." These are the questions that I was. I mean, that's the, that's the, that was. I mean, the, the first one was a joke I would just made with some friends who were just like already like sending me the the the, the video of the the Miss Dunk thing and all that stuff, and they're talking trash, and I made the joke. But then the the second part is actually what I really thought was like, is he here and he's working out, you know, and he's just realizing maybe I'd be better off. I have a better chance of being reaching my dream as a pro. After just being here for a month, how long was he here? A month, maybe? Was he, was was he even here, here a month or so? I mean, about a month and a half, I guess. Okay. Yeah. And, and he spent a week of that in, you know, playing for the USA. Exactly. So, I mean, like, he, he, in that short time, he realized, I'm, I'm, I'm better. And, and listen, if you're a Yubel fan, I get you want to be mad at him. I have no, I have no problem with it. I mean, he just, the kid wants to go be a professional basketball player. You can't blame him. That's why he came to Louisville. And, in, a month and a half realized that he had a better chance of doing that playing in Australia than playing at Louisville. I mean, that's just why he, like everyone, other other thirteen kids on this roster came to Louisville to to become better and become pros. And he just didn't see that, I guess, right away. And the issue is that though, concerns he me. He could have made that concern before he got here, which I think goes back to your your first point. And that's to me is that's the heart of this issue. The, the big part of this conversation right now is the why. It's weird to have a kid come here, go through. Um, you know, six weeks of summer practice, summer sessions, get acclimated to the U of L, and also to be as outspokenly pro U of L as he was. That's the other thing in all of this is he was the guy who was like, "I'm all in, hundred percent U of L." His his mom says he's a thousand percent U of L, which just 
least you believe how much my dad always reminds me of how much my dad hated. When anybody would say 110%, he's like, it's not possible. All you can give is 100. is <laughs> not more than 100 in this case. Yeah, I mean, you've got you've got uh, his mom out there who's, who's talking yesterday. You know, she was that his the, the Christian or whatever. Christy okay, is, is that, I, wasn't sure. I figured as much. But and yeah. they're both doing this again. Keep in mind, the, a vast majority of their followers at this point on social media have to be U of L fans who oh, aren't going to yeah. be thrilled that their five star star freshmen's going elsewhere. Or local people where he played high school at or wherever. I mean, yeah, and hmm. she's doing this whole like you know God's opening a door like couldn't be happier. And you go back and you look at her tweet from uh, May 9th when when. You know, people were kind of freaking out about us not getting the roster right, and you know they you know, they were right there in the trenches going to war with fans that are a little bit upset about the direction of the program. And she says Louisville has a group of amazing kids and families that are one thousand percent committed. They all chose to come to a school that was four and twenty eight because they believed in the vision of this coaching staff. Trent had over fifty high major offers and chose to build. These kids are bought in. No, they're not. The problem is, is he bought. I mean, the thing is, what what in a month and a half being here exactly changed his mind, and that's there's two that's got to make you worried. I think there are two, and you alluded to this. There's two things potentially at play here. The, the first one is strange to me. The whole he wants to play point guard, and that was the deal. The the NBL the team again, whose name I don't know, I don't care about. In their release, <laughs> talking about him, like the, their coach talked about the the fact that he was going to let Trenton Flowers bring the ball up, let him do some ball handling stuff, let him play some point guard, and that Flowers thought that – Flowers clearly thinks that this is his route to being a lottery pick, is showcasing his point guard ability. Six eight point guard, all the rage in the NBA now. I want to be that guy. If you're not a point guard, you got to shoot from the corner. He had to have known that when he reclassified and signed with Louisville a few months ago. Sky Clark, you know he's the guy, right? Unless you're just thinking, I think Sky Clark sucks, I'm going to go to U of L and I'm going to beat him out – and, and then you get here and you realize that's not going to happen. I can't imagine that that's the case because we've had other players that UofL has been recruiting either in the transfer portal or traditional class of 2023 guys who've basically told reporters, yeah, Sky Clark is their point guard. Like they've, they've told me that. We had L. Ellis transfer because he basically said, the staff came to me and they're like, Sky Clark's going to be the point guard. If you want to come back, you're going to take on a different role. So everybody who's talked to anybody on the staff knows Sky Clark is the point guard. And yet you're coming here and you're leaving after six weeks because you're not the point guard? That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, which then leads to option number two, which you alluded to. He got here and was like, oh boy, this is not good. The, the, the talent is not as good as people think. The coaching staff has no idea what they're doing. Something like that. The latter is what I'm more worried about than the former. Yes, something bit, yeah. forced him into believing, I'm going to go down with the ship here. It's going to hurt my draft stock. I'm going to look bad. I can go to the NBL. I can put up modest stats there. It's a professional league, and I can still be a first-round draft pick if I showcase the, the ability to be a ball handler, outside shooter with my size. I'm not going to be able to do that here. And Sam Bassini, I thought, he had a good write-up. The Athletic did this thing where they kind of took all their college basketball writers and, and tag-teamed the story from every different angle. <laughs> I should have said it like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with saying it. I just, when I what say it out loud. What's going on at the Athletic? <laughs> <laughs> you got Tucker over there. <laughs> I'm sorry. But the one that, that Vecini took was why going the NBL makes more sense for Flowers. And he basically said, 
the roster at Louisville was just a not a great fit for Flowers. He's one of those guys. He was a late bloomer. He played point guard apparently until his sophomore. Flowers was a late bloomer. <laughs> Never gonna get through those. I'm sorry, I can't help myself on that one. Flowers was a late bloomer. <laughs> okay, just making sure. He says he played point guard his entire life up until his sophomore year of high school when he like, had this huge growth spurt. Ah, uh, the Anthony Davis. Exactly. Syndrome, yeah. So he still sees himself as a point guard. He still feels like he has that skill set, and he's playing on a team where Sky Clark is going to be ball dominant. Trey White is going to be on the floor. We know that he's not a great outside shooter. That's not going to create a ton of space. Um, like Dennis Evans, Huntley Hatfield. Like you don't have great shooters that are going to create a ton of space for this team. I think that's one of the biggest issues we have when it comes to this constructed roster. So if you want to showcase you know, your ability to be a free-flowing, you know, take advantage of the extra space in the NBA type guy, the NBL is a better place to do it. I get that. I get all of that. It just comes off as kind of crappy to make that decision after you've been at UofL for a month and a half and when it's a few weeks away from the start of practice – and you've used a scholarship that could have theoretically gone to somebody that we could really use, and now that person is off the board. I, I, the timing is it, it sucks for Kenny Payne. It sucks for everybody involved. And, and it also will get me to my third point, which is we had Kenny Payne this before we started doing the the, the local media interviews, the, the the press conference. He went on that John Rothstein podcast and was asked about his reluctance to dive into the transfer portal to help build a roster. And he said, he referred to the portal as a necessary evil, but he said, I want to do things the right way. And he implied that the right way is traditional recruiting, going out, getting four and five star freshmen, developing them, turning the ones who aren't NBA ready after their freshman season into better college players as sophomores and juniors and and getting that going. And if you remember the conversation that we had, I was like, you know, the idea in theory is great. If you can do it, wonderful. The problem is I don't think that anybody, or very few coaches, let alone one who's only seasoned as a head coach turned into a 4-28 and season, can do this anymore. Like You can't rely on anybody coming back. You know, Trey White was an all-Pac-12 freshman last year. I'm pretty sure Andy Enfield thought he was going to get him back for a sophomore season. Played a lot for an NCAA tournament team. You can't rely on And again, I was like, if he just has this connection with all the kids that he brings into the program, and they're all high-character kids, which is the new thing. Last year's kids were crap. They had terrible families. They weren't respectful. We're bringing in our character kids. Except for Cron Davis, who's just ACC quality level. Suitable. Yeah, suitable. suitable. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you for getting which one it is. No word on his character yet. No, I wonder if Flowers is still high character. Maybe Karan gets bumped up now. <laughs> <laughs> but if that's the route that you're going to go, I'm like, fine. I- I'm going to have to see it work to believe it. And we don't even get to a, a practice, an, an official like season practice, before we have one of these kids choose to to jump ship. And it's why you know everybody who's trying to say you, you, it's not a band aid season. You don't want to go out and do the transfer portal. That's the way that this works now. If you want to get better, you've got to crush it in the transfer portal. And does it suck not getting to know these players and, and knowing that you may have to do this every single year? Of course. But when you are at a a low point for your program. I don't care what program it is. I don't care if you're tier A, tier B, tier Z. That's the route that you have to go in this day and age. He chose not to go that route. We've already seen the first kid that you're like, hey, man, if he's good enough to be an NBA lottery pick, wonderful. If not, we bring him back. He's a sophomore superstar. Then he becomes a lottery pick, even better. We've already seen that kid not even make it to the start of the fall semester. 
And it, it leaves me very worried. Even if we do get Kenny Payne, if we, if we do have enough success to, to warrant a year three or to get a year three about the way that we're building this program moving forward. Like all of those words, I just started thinking about it. I was like, you know, it seemed weird at the time. And I'm like, I, I, it's the summer of me saying once again, like would love to be wrong here, would love to be wrong. I think yeah. you were already kind of seeing like people who were worried about that were not wrong. And I don't know what you do moving forward to ensure and to, you know, to you know, keep the fan base comfortable that, like, if Trey White has a great year this year and he's not ready for the NBA, why, why isn't he going to go somewhere else again? Why isn't he going to jump? Why isn't, uh, you know, if Dennis Evans has a whatever freshman season, he feels like he could get more playing time, why isn't he going to jump? You just you can't rely on anything anymore. And this is the maybe the purest example that we've seen so far of this new age. I mean, Flowers was the guy that we were kind of all – I mean, a lot to do with the USA highlights we saw and got us excited, but, you know, reclassified with five-star kid, four, line four, five-star, whatever you want to call it. I mean, he was kind of along with Nick Evans, I think more the most, like, excited that we had of turning the, the, the corner in this this, this this team, right? you got to stop calling Dennis Evans Nick. Did I call him Nick? You love Strain Pinky, I know. Oh, is that what I, did I call him Nick Evans? <laughs> yeah. Which one is it? It's Dennis Evans. Oh, whatever. <laughs> he got called Dennis Gates in the Field of 68 <laughs> newsletter today. I'm like, can we put some respect on my man Dennis's name today? Hey, he hasn't shown he's he's earned more to be better than straight people. He's our new highest rated freshman. <laughs> he's, he's the new crown jewel of the class. <laughs> For now. He's still here, right? Can we make sure? Can we get like a tracker on him? He's here and like, he's spectacular. Um, I just, I kind of... Part of me wants to like. Do you remember? Remember? Remember back in long back, t- long long ago when we used to, be able to take phone, we used to take phone calls. Uh no. <laughs> and, and we had like three callers. One was your dad. Uh, and, Those two and, days. Yeah. Like... And one was I don't remember his name. It was uh, Leo. Call well, Leo. No, Leo. No, it wasn't Leo, but it was the other the angry guy. Oh yeah. That was always mad. And you were like, "Tell me something good." I was like, "I need you to say one positive thing before you get off the phone." And he was like, "Adam Duvall leads the league in RBIs." I appreciated which, it. For some reason, I'll go the rest of my life knowing that Adam Duvall led the league in RBIs in 2021. He did because of this guy. That's but that's that's what I kind of want. Right? I want I want a little fan. I want not to be fake positive. I want an actual positive basketball Louisville fan to tell me why they're positive and convince give me convince me why. I'm not saying I'm gonna. Uh, uh, you're, you're, you have no chance to convince me. You really don't. But I still want to hear your argument. I kind of want to. Are there any even out there? Have you met one? Do in, we know any in real life? Yes, I know. Yeah, I know a few. Okay, I mean, can I want to know why they're so positive still? Because I don't see. Can you give me a reason why to be positive? You have to just bank on. I mean, all the things that we've talked about for the last nine months, as far as last year was just. Having bleephead kids, okay. got the, got those kids out of the way. I guess Flowers was too. Yeah, now he's he's in that group now too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's Jay Scrub. He's, he's whoever you want to compare him to that never made it here. Sebastian Telfair, all those kids. That's that's him. He's never gonna make it either. Uh, and and you know, Kenny Payne, he's got his kids, his right group. They're still confident. They're still together. The talent's been upgraded still with the transfer portal additions and the the incoming freshmen and the guys that we brought back that are going to develop like. I mean, that's what you have to tell yourself at this point. I do, I do, I do notice one of the things you talked about, uh, uh, possible reasons, and one being the point guard, playing the point guard position. And it made, just made me think to myself, the one player who was like adamant about defending him on, on social media yesterday was Sky Clark. Yeah. And it was like, you know, don't get mad at that guy because he can't take my spot. 
He just went down. That's, that's what I think of when I hear your reasoning, and then I think back to this guy Clark defending him on Twitter. My favorite thing about days like this. <laughs> maybe he said that, which would have been hilarious. Maybe. My favorite thing about days like yesterday in, in the modern world where we have social media all the time is like, People are like, ooh, J.J. Trainer just posted a picture of a dog looking funny at a camera. <laughs> Here we go. Like, He hated him. I mean, did, did, we, did, did, did Nolan Smith put out eye emojis at some point yesterday? I don't know if Nolan tweeted. <laughs> I think that... What, what if he put eye emojis out at like 2.45? I mean, just yesterday, 2 o'clock yesterday. Kevin Sweeney of Sports Illustrated summed up what, what I think has been our main opinion here on the show. He said, I felt this way somewhat before the Flowers news, but even more so now. Louisville's roster has the exact same problems as last year. Way too many combo forwards, not nearly enough ball handlers, lots of non-shooters or non-threats. This is just the fancy, more athletic version of last year's team, which has been kind of where I am. I think think that's the perfect way to say it. This is the fancy, more athletic version of what we saw last year, which should result in more wins when you couple that with a softer schedule, but not a team that is a realistic threat to even make the NCAA tournament. And that is not good enough. I mean, we're setting our goals in out double-digit wins more than anything. Well, you are. I'm not. I'm, no, I don't have a bet now. Now I have nothing on the line. You last said, year it was important. My last point here, before I know we have to call it a, an hour, you were talking about you want to hear some positivity. You want to hear yeah. somebody. I kind of want the opposite from the staff at this point. Like, well, I meant from the fans, but yeah. From the step, I would like somebody to to step forward and kind of give us some indication that they know that this is bad, that this is not okay. Because in a weird way, the more that Kenny Payne and company act like nothing is ever bad news, just <laughs> makes me think. It makes me feel worse because we went through all last year where you know we would, you know, hey, we're losing to two win teams by thirty nine points, and it's it's all laughs, and we're gonna get there, and it's gonna be a process, and nothing's ever bad. All of this bad news. You know, we were going through this last summer. I'm like, this, this roster doesn't look great. I don't know what's going on. I'm hearing some bad practice. We're fine. We're fine. The players tweeting out, we're going to show the world. If you think this team's going to be not NCAA tournament good, you don't know ball and all this stuff. And then we go four and freaking 28. And it's still like, we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. I would like somebody in a position of power within the program to be like, we get it. There's been a lot of not cool stuff happening <laughs> over the last year and a half. That would at least make me feel more com- like comfortable that they're not just steering the ship into the ground thinking <laughs> we're at the right altitude, that wing's not on fire, everything's cool. Like, Let me know that you're aware of the- these news events happening. And the fact that it's concerning to me that the kid made the decision and didn't let you know about it until the day that he was going to announce it. This wasn't a, hey, I'm going to come to my coach, walk through this, I've got this offer from this Australian team, they're offering me this, they want to use me this way. How do you respond to that? Let's let's come to a conclusion. It was, I'm leaving. I'm done. See ya. Like, he didn't feel that, that connection with his coach, which he's talked about. We came here to play for Kenny Payne. We love the coaching staff. He didn't feel the, the enough of a connection to go to him beforehand and say. Or he lost that connection. Yeah. It just it, It's all concerning to me. That it's would, all that, concerning to that me. That would be awesome to have Kenny Payne just be totally honest. And just be like, Coach, like, Flowers now gone. This roster's kind of – it was – was somewhat questionable even, you know, I think some were a little more excited than others possibly for it. Regardless, now you've lost one of your better players. Like, like how do you see this season unfolding? And Kenny Payne's looking, well, well, Rick, you were running through a cornfield naked backwards because that's kind of what it's going to be like, I think, this year. Or just tell me I you mean, wish you had another guard. You know, well, just, I, mean, I think that's inevitable. I mean, it's obvious. Karan Davis <laughs> better be awesome. 
That's where we are right now. Well, he's ACC equivalent. This mystery <laughs> JUCO that nobody still knows anything about, he better be bleeping amazing. Because if not, we're the exact same bleep storm that we were last year. I'm using a lot of bleeps. Today. I thought we were banking more on Sky Clark taking that turn more than even just anyone well, else. Well, we know, right? like, I mean, if Sky Clark is, it, it, he's going to be LLS from last year. That's how that work out. I mean, well, I think defensively, El sucked, but offensively, he did as much as he could. I know, but the turnovers I, I, were bad. I don't think you can put all that on him. But the thing is, we should we when we have to put that much on LLS or on possible Sky Clark, that's when you turn out being a bad exactly. Team. And I, I think the, the question isn't you know is he is Sky going to be L? Of course he is. Like as far as that's, ball handling duties, yeah. what happens? I mean, we saw what happened last year when L had to come out of games. Mm-hmm. I mean, as for all the problems we had, people were we, we did the thing last year where it's like. Get him out, get him out, get him out. And then you see four possessions where we can't get the ball across half court, and you're like, get him back in, get him back in. <laughs> what do we do this year when Sky Clark has to come out? He can't play 40 minutes every night. We can't do what we did last year and, and expect to be a competent basketball team. I mean, Mike James tried to run point at the end of last year. It was a disaster. Not saying he hasn't gotten any better, but has he gotten better to where it's not just slightly better than a disaster, it's he can run the offense and handle some pressure. You know, Can Karan Davis be that guy? Uh, can Trey White be that guy? He didn't look like a, a player who could fit that role last year at USC. I mean, we I think Trent Flowers seemed to be the the obvious answer, somebody who could slide over and do a little bit of both this season, and now he's gone. So I'm nervous. What do you want me to say? You want me to say that I I still am, am I, I'm very nervous. What What was your you had us at like seven wins? What was what, was, what did you put us at before before this news happened on Monday? That's seven. I've been saying for a while. I think somewhere between like thirteen and, and seventeen. Okay, so where do you, where where do you go now? Let's see how much. Uh, let's let's see. I guess eleven where and you, sixteen. I'm extending. Uh, I'm extending the window a little bit. <laughs> so just, I think they'll be around five hundred. So flowers still is impact impact loss hurts, but not enough to like drop us down both single digits. I think it hurts, but it also like the bigger question for me is is the reason if he's leaving because he sees that this is a crap storm and he kind of sees the writing on the Sinking wall ship. And he's like i can't be a lottery pick if i'm on a team that goes seven and 28 or whatever this year mm-hmm. and, I, and i'm putting up modest numbers then that concerns me I, like i would love to know exactly like was it just because he wanted to play point guard and he finally got an offer to do so like clearly e- even if that's the case even if he wanted to be primarily a point guard and he got he could have made this move two months ago something had to have happened he had to have seen something that just or told something. Didn't feel maybe, maybe he didn't like his teammates. Maybe people weren't nice to him. Something happened here that pushed him towards going to Australia, and that's what I would like to know more about. Because he had an NIL deal here. He had multiple NIL deals here. He got paid already. What if he was gonna make it more here with the NIL than he would be in Australia? Probably not, but still. What's the currency rate between here and Australia? Aren't they paying Fosters over there? Fosters and. Barbies. Boomerangs. Shrimps on Barbies. <laughs> Copies of Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> Tickets to the Australian Open. Wait a minute. Crocodile Dundee. includes everything we know about Australia here. Crocodile Dundee 3? What kind of recruit do you think I am? All right. We <laughs> Just talked, send me the European vacation. We talked over the top of the hour. We'll turn things over to you guys. I've got a few more thoughts on this, but I do want to get to you guys on the text line after the break. 502-414-1450. Your thoughts on all this. Uh, we'll take those. Coming up next, hour number two here of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 961. The Big X. Memphis, Tennessee, when I'm going to Graceland. Poor boys and little girls with families, and we are going to Graceland. 
my traveling companions are ghosts and empty sockets. I'm looking at ghosts and empty Mama Jama, she rolled out of bed, but she rambled to the police station. And when the papa found out, he began to shout and he started the investigation. But it's against the law. It was against the law. I heard the mom Well, I'm on my way for another while. I don't know where I'm going. I'm on my way. Hour number two here. My brother for show back, better than ever. <laughs> Stop making that face. What's that? Stop doing that thing with your head. <laughs> what am I doing? I'm dancing. <laughs> YouTube cameras coming next week. I mean, who, who doesn't? He, you can't hear me and Julio down by the schoolyard and not want to dance. Or what, what was the basketball? What was the basketball parts in the video? It was, it was, there was athletes in the video, right? I don't know. All I think of now is roll attendant bombs. <laughs> Stop looking it up. Second hour. I was, it's gonna, the, you know it's going to bug me if I don't look it the up. The Rutherford Show, back in full effect here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X. We spent the the first hour talking about what happened on Thursday, and then also discussing more recently the Trenton Flowers news from yesterday. Given our first takes on all that that happened. I think there's more to say here, but we wanted to hear from you guys on the Thornton text line at 502-414-1450. I got it. I got it. You want okay. to know? Okay. Yeah, let me know. It's got Big Daddy Kane, Bismarck E, Spud Webb, and Mickey Mantle, as well as John Madden. Spud Webb's in that? <laughs> yes. I knew there was a basketball player. I couldn't re- For some reason, I want to say Bob McAdoo. I don't know why, but because there's nothing about Bob McAdoo and Spud Webb that have anything in the same common. But <laughs> Texture says... It's not long COVID. This basketball program is driving you over the edge, Mike. So, well, if you'd had this attack on yesterday, we, I could have maybe had reason for that to believe. So I was texting with somebody. This is actually somebody that, that works around Louisville sports. And I was like, what if, <laughs> if this season goes poorly, and God forbid we have to fire Kenny Payne, what if my symptoms like do just magically clear up on that same day? <laughs> it was about the same time when I started like, – Full-blown stuff started happening in, in late April, early May. But looking back now, I, I think I realized, like, late March for, and for most of April was when I first started noticing. I was like, oh, something's wrong. Like, I, just, I, don't, I feel weird. It was nothing that I, affected my day-to-day like it has since. But, like, it had to have been about that same time when we hired Kenny Payne when this all started. If we just get rid of, if we just get rid of him and I'm, I'm cured, I'm going to be like, what the hell was that? <laughs> well, I mean, could, could you me go in the rabbit hole looking at Chris Mack as well, right? Max, Max, not faultless in all this. Yeah, he could have prevented this. Maybe, I mean, Mac doesn't have you know the, the stuff go down with him and, and and everything. Maybe maybe you know the the program and you both stay healthy. Maybe. I mean, but yeah, I mean, if you can't even, the day he resigns, you can't. You, you wake up that day, you start everything's like, just clear. I, I don't know why I picture he's like jumping out of bed like like uh, staying from American Dad. Like he's like run downstairs. You're doing like pull ups. Like in the, in the like, come on, honey. Like Mike ran five miles before ten a.m. Yeah. I can see clearly now. The rain is gone. You're just jumping over the trash cans on the yard. Wake up, everybody! It's a beautiful day. My heart rate is suddenly normal. I'm like what? The? You're just stopping in front of your house doing doing push ups. It's incredible. <laughs> 
Texas says, thinking you're about to die is an excuse to be a, a D word to Trevor. I'm just kidding. It, of course, is. <laughs> wait, 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 were you? Am I, am I just like blind? I didn't even realize I was being insulted. Maybe just your car. Yeah, I mean, I warned you like when it does. First of all, I, I thought like, you thought that was going to be like a precursor. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> I get to the point where I'm like, I need to go to the hospital. Please take me. And you're like, my back seat's very. There's a lot of dog hair. Like, as if I'm going to be like, okay, I guess I'll just die here at the studio. <laughs> I want this anteater T-shirt to get hair on it. It was like grumpy old man. He's like, I'll choose death. <laughs> I mean, I just, I like to point out though, despite the dog hair, you could at least give me the compliment of my car is clean. It's a lot cleaner than I thought it was. Short of the dog hair on the back seat because I did have the thought. <laughs> I do I do vividly remember that opening it up, like seeing the dog hair and being like, there's really nothing else back here though. The, the only thing else in the back seat's a uh, there's a thing of Febreze. Yeah, yeah uh, in, in the back pocket. Surprised. I thought it was gonna be like Michael Scott's car with just a bunch of empty fi- fish fillet. Now boxes. there are there, there's a trash bag in the front seat full of like empty quarter. I noticed powder. that because I noticed that the, the front seat was not an option. Yeah, well, you were going to lay down anyway. I was, but, but yeah. I I glanced, and I was like, okay, I can't. I I'm, I've never been good about I've always kind of kept the front seat as, like, I don't know, like, like my own little, like, side table. I mean, it's always messy that way, but. Spoken like a true single man. <laughs> the back seat, I mean, I literally, I've been in that car now two years or so, and the only person that's ever been back there. I take that back to the second human. The first one was when I had to pick up my cousin when she was drunk that night, and she ended up having oh. me pick up other, her other friends, but. Uh, you're only the second human ever to be, I guess, back there. And um, Khaleesi went with me on Sunday to, to go run an errand, and she jumped in the back seat. I mean, she went nuts. Like she started sniffing everywhere. I'm like, Khaleesi knows me. She, uh, but she recognized the smell. She's like, someone else has been back here. I smell. Someone's been here. Death on you. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that would have been a fun. It's a lot of dog hair. Just leave me here to die. <laughs> I just like that you warn me. I'm like, dude, I just told you to take me to the hospital. Let's go. I'm fine. I don't, I'm just, I don't know. I mean. It was nice. I felt like it's it was. Polite. I feel like it's, you know, I have to like warn you. Like, legally, you know, I have to tell you so, you know, you can, for purposes later on, you can't like sue me. The sad thing is, so like that day on, on Thursday, I'd seen this tweet and I was going to bring it up on the show. Like if you found out and. and I, I think about this today too because terrible news. Like Steve Forbes, the Wake Forest coach, he was playing with a his team had a overseas exhibition series in Kuwait. So he's like oh. literally he's he's a he's twenty four hours fastest trip home, and he finds out that his wife has had a stroke in Ooh. front of their three kids, and so he's trying to get home as fast as he can. It takes him like a full day to get home. But it, it did remind me of this tweet where somebody was like, "You're out of town for a work trip. You're, you're fifty miles away." You find out that something has happened to your significant other. They're on the verge of death at the hospital. You've got to drive as fast as you can. Do you listen to music on the trip during the drive? <laughs> is this kind of like Seinfeld Lane? Do you go back and get the juju fruits? Yeah, because like, I always think, like, no. Like, even like today, like, if, if something's like, kind of bothering me, I just kind of drive in silence. If I, I agree. I, I think that you would have to drive in, in silence, too. But like, when you were getting I was like, please, Trevor, just don't just like, blast your music. Like, that's all I could <laughs> think of on Thursday when I climbed in. <laughs> I didn't even smoke a cigarette the whole way there. You didn't. I appreciated that. Yeah, I did. I did pack one before we got in the car, though, just for the way back. But you know, it was very nice. <laughs> he says, "Mike, I'm sorry. I know I shouldn't laugh, but quote, this is the end. I'm going to die in the back of Trevor's car, smelling like <laughs> weed and stale food. Just about killed. You and me both. 
I legit had that thought. Because <laughs> I'm staring up. I'm like, this is the way I'm going. <laughs> like my entire body is seizing out of control. Uh, you my had, chest. You, you had me nervous. My chest feels like it's coming. I've never had this feeling in my entire life, and I've dealt with a lot of stuff for the last year and a half. And I'm legitimately. It's like a movie. Like I'm staring up at the sky through your little sky roof, and I'm like, I'm I'm going out in the back of Trevor's car. This is not this this is not the way that I I wanted to end. No disrespect, but but I had the thought I'm like this can't be how I'm like just at least get me to the hospital. At least I didn't have Khaleesi with me. That would've been better. At least I would have a dog. <laughs> just there looking at you like get out of my seat. I would love to die with a dog. <laughs> the heavenly way to die. Texture says, "Welcome back, Mike. So glad you're alive. Thank you. Glad you're alive." Texture says, uh, could you have Guillain-Barr syndrome? A lot of what you said sounds like it could be a vaccine injury. I, I mean, I, the Guillain-Barr thing, I've, I've heard that before. The vaccine thing, I'll say the same thing that I said when it came up a million times when I first started talking about this. Like, uh, this is your, your favorite era. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. This speech. <laughs> I, don't, I, I can't tell you that the vaccine didn't like, do this to me. I can't tell you that it didn't do it. I, I, I've got no idea. But all I can say for people who who say that like the va- like long COVID is just vaccine injury, it doesn't explain the fact that a ton of people got COVID in February, March, April, 2020, and started having the exact same symptoms that that myself and a lot of people have been dealing with more recently before the vaccine was even created. So, I, I think the proof like that's definitive proof that not all long COVID stuff is vaccine related. Are some people dealing with symptoms like this because of the vaccine? I think probably. I think people I, deal, bodies deal with different ways. And yeah. Like, I mean, I, I've seen enough stuff. And the, the, it sucks when you see all this stuff politicized on like, like Twitter and other social medias. Because I go to these, uh, the, the only way that I've gotten help is going to the groups of people that have had this and been dealing with it for a long time. And I mean, that long, I guess. Only three years, right? Exactly. I mean, it's I mean, long yeah. being a relative. So, like people, like, there's there's a Reddit groups, there's some Facebook groups that are, that have helped, and the groups like you know nobody's judging anybody. I think you have enough people coming forward and saying like I don't think I've ever had COVID. I maybe the vaccine did this. You've got a lot of people that have it that have never got the vaccine. So like, I feel like in those groups it's probably it's like usually like 65, 35 people who are dealing with long COVID stuff that are vaccinated versus unvaccinated. And you know, everyone's just trying to get better at that point. Like you're like, I don't. At some point, like you don't care how it happened to you. Like just somebody make me feel better. So, but I do like every time this comes up, people just being like, "You deserve it. You got the vaccine." I'm like, I'm like even if you think <laughs> really? that, like, why do you have to say like it, it's absolutely just, just like, soulless? Maybe get like skipped in line at the grocery store because took the vaccine. But like, do I really deserve this? I mean, you know, maybe my all my, my DoorDash order comes back wrong. That maybe that's punishment for taking it, but. Yeah, really. This, I mean, those little extreme are very cruel. I, the thing that has to, that I, I now I'm gonna say that I feel worse. The worst for you is about anything is that like <laughs> they won't tell you. They don't even know how to tell you to fix anything. Like, you, you've been doing this for like years, and then it's like frustrating. Yeah, and you're going and you're telling them what's wrong, and they're just looking at you like you know they believe you, but they can't tell you what like they they don't. I mean, that's that's so irritating. It's, it's almost like watching Kenny Payne coach a basketball game. The, the most frustrating thing for me is, I mean, I've been pro since it started. Like I've been really proactive. I, I've read everything I can. I've tried to figure it out as much as I can. I've read as many stories about people who have gotten better. I've tried all this different stuff. Some of it has made me feel like crap. Some of it's made stuff worse. I think that I've gotten to a place where I've figured out what does help me and what doesn't. And then, you know, 
when I've had crashes in the past, I've been able to trace it back to something. I've, I've you know, I, I had co- a cup of coffee that day. I, I thought that I could handle it. It'd been good for a couple weeks. Need to cut the coffee out. I, you know, had been out like with the kids too much this day, was just too tired, need to take it easy for a couple of days. And the thing that sucked about Thursday and that I think was so disheartening was it was the worst one I've had yet. And there was no reason for it whatsoever. Like I, What'd you do Thursday afternoon? Anything, though? Nothing. Really? I mean, well, Thursday afternoon while I was on the show is when it happened. Well, uh, yeah, I, mean, I guess before that. But yeah. The only thing Wednesday is... Did school. I hadn't got... It was the kid's first day of school. Mm-hmm. I hadn't gotten great sleep the night before. But I've had, like... I had some bad nights of sleep where I haven't had anything like this. And, you know, I, I yeah. did... Fairly recently, I did, like, the, the kickball day. I was outside a lot. I played in the golf scramble at UofL just a couple of days later. Didn't have any crash down from that. I was thinking, like, this is going to be... This is good. I'm turning a corner. I felt really good in a couple of weeks since, and it's just so, it's so frustrating for this to happen and to feel like you're, you're back at square one. And you're right, to have, it would almost be, and I hate to say this because it just it comes off as insensitive, but it would almost be, I'd almost like it at this point if like I had something more significant if I just knew how to treat it, like how to attack it, like what it is. Yeah, that's it. You're, you're, what I can you're take, fighting what, blind. Tell me what I need to do. Yeah. And instead I just go to, to, to you know, been to a million doctors that all say a million different things. <laughs> it's just, it, it, that's the, it sucks. The, now is the, the stress of the JP, uh, JCPS bus scheduling is what may be causing on Thursday? It really took its toll on me. Really, really took its toll. I mean, toll I've tried to come up with solutions. Having kids that don't go to JCPS and that aren't old enough to take buses yet <laughs> really just wait on me. No, it's fine. That's uh, that, that was not a big part of it. They went back. To, no, they didn't go back today. Today, no, they're, they're going, going. They're not going back till Friday. High schools aren't no, going back till Monday. Yeah, I was going to say it's uh, you know, elementary and middle are. I think thir- are they Thursday, Friday, Friday or Friday? Just only? Friday. I mean, why do one day? I, I mean, is it just because they're going to test it that day? I guess I did see. So I took the kids to. We took the kids to school this morning, and there were buses everywhere. And I, you know, no kids in the buses, but they're just they're clearly testing routes and trying to figure Except out. Except for what's Tyler going Johnson, on. sitting in the back of one. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Tyler's like, where? Sit back there. Floyd Street. You might see the cord to pull. <laughs> I need to get off of here. Texture says Mike showing up at the hospital like, and it's the picture of the the robber from Home Alone after he gets tarred and feathered. <laughs> you, I don't know how much you sense. remember because you were out of it. I don't remember much. And it, you scared me too because your arm was shaking, which really freaked me out. But like, because I pulled up, I don't ever go to that hospital that you by where where you go. Yeah. I always go to the one over off Forty Two. So I guess I pulled up. There's two like emergency entrances, and I guess there's one that's like, I don't know, twenty yards from the actual emergency room. That's the one I pulled up to, and we went in. I realize until like you know Mary runs in to meet you and they're, they're, they automatically take you right away to like at least give you like you know the check your you know right. signs and I turn around there's like four people waiting in line I'm like whoops <laughs> sorry didn't mean to cut you that we just cut like four people oh, off. I didn't even realize that. Oh, I, did. I didn't realize that after we did it then we just did I look over and there's like a line of kind of people waiting to talk to the nurse and I'm like oopsie <laughs> no, I saw my meanwhile there's there's a woman with her kid and the kid's like. Mommy, that guy's shorts are funny because <laughs> you had your socks all the way up. Oh, <laughs> I didn't realize that either. I was like, I just looked at him and I was like, it is, isn't it, kid? <laughs> no, I missed that. It was good stuff. Texas says, Mike, we knew it wasn't the end for you because it wasn't a Hooters in Jeffersonville. That is where I'll die. <laughs> we should drop you off there and kick you in, maybe in the front of the parking lot. <laughs> 
Texture says, Trevor talking about lowering standards for bus drivers reminded me of the rickshaw episode of Seinfeld. They have great knowledge of the streets. I'm going to hell and I'm taking you all with me. I forgot about the rickshaws. It is a good episode. It's been a while. Couldn't make it today, but. <laughs> Texas Mike, it's good to hear your voice, and truly, I hope going forward you can get better and get uh, over all of this. But for the love of God, I'm on the edge of my seat. It's been five days. What not so desirable list did Louisville make? That was the list. It was the, <laughs> the most heartbreaking losses in the history of college football. The the Louisville Rutgers loss was on there. The oh, well, it has to be, yeah, right. Would that be the one? Because I saw some people. This was going to be the, how we started our five o'clock hour on Thursday. I saw some Louisville fans kind of having a debate over this. Some people were saying. Miami 04. Some people were saying Clemson 2016. Uh, uh, I feel like it has to be the Rutgers. Game. No, it's the Rutgers game because that game. I mean, you say what you want, you'll never convince me otherwise. That loss lost us our opportunity to play for a national title. Now I know you, you. I think you've said before that you think that we they screwed us out of it. They did screw us, and you're probably right. But I will never know. And I would have loved to have had the the opportunity. We would have been number I mean, two for sure. Yeah, and we would have been one time. of only two undefeated teams because remember Florida had one loss that year. Tim Bebo never went undefeated. People will forget that. If they don't, I'll remind them. But uh, he never went undefeated. Mm-hmm. Us and Ohio State were the only undefeated teams that year. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, it costs us a chance. Play. And God, I don't care what people – again, people say we could have beaten that Ohio State. That was not a very good Ohio State. Florida dominated them, if I remember right, didn't they? Oh, yeah, that was that was a Troy Smith. That was that week Troy Smith Ohio State. It team. was the they returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown. Ohio State. Ted, Ted Ginn Jr. Ted, did, yeah. And then Florida State. Florida just dominated. Yeah, because it wasn't a very good Florida. It wasn't a very good Ohio State team to begin with. I mean, so it was one of the lesser teams. Uh, and yeah, we that's that. There's no way now. Florida or Miami 04. I mean, that would maybe be second, I guess. But yeah, Rutgers is all is always going to be. No other loss caused me to throw my recliner across the. Across my apartment, which caused the neighbors to call the cops, thinking domestic violence was happening. I'm like, I'm literally the only one here. They're like, what happened? Like, it was so bad. I was like, we went off sides. I was like, <laughs> I remember the police is like, what? <laughs> I watched it with my dad. I think I've, I've said this before. I feel like every other UFL fan has always said like they knew they saw the flag. They knew that, so they, they didn't even celebrate when Edo missed the kick. <sighs> I think I was the one that didn't. Like he missed the kick, and I'm like, he missed it. He missed it. My dad's like, we were off sides, and I was like, no. He looks up at the kill. And he points after the make. Like, no. I hate everything Edo, whether it be Judge or Jeremy, whatever his name is. They're both terrible. I hate the Edos. Undeserved <laughs> spotlights on them. Texture says, Mike, you're amazing, and I'll tune in anytime you're on. Thank you. And I'll appreciate the show more knowing how much effort it takes you to do it. Trevor, you're pretty good, too. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm happy with that. That's the best compliment I've gotten, I think, all day. Texas says, Mike, aren't you glad you staved off death just to hear the text line argue and complain about the flowers decommitment? <laughs> Seriously glad you're back and feeling better and didn't spend your last moments in Trevor's back seat like so many unaware hitchhikers. Would I have had to sell my car if you died in the back seat? I think it would have been cursed. I, I mean, I would have got to, not that I've thought about it. Just, just Can you imagine my poor soul trapped for eternity in the back of your freaking hatchback just like a memorial back there <laughs> mike haunting you it's like what a terrible place to be haunting somebody in the back of trevor's car <laughs> just going home and sitting in your driveway for three straight days every weekend you said my you never you ever seen him be frightened or you? no okay hearing <laughs> you talk about like that the entire for the rest of my existence you have to sit there listening to me whatever music i'm listening to as i'm driving around every day <laughs> Texas says three vacation movies. Aren't there four movies? Five if you include the one with Ed Helms. Well, 
that, again, I don't. I'd, I count vacation without Elms more than I count European. Well, you were the one who was counting European. You said you didn't like it as much as the other two. Yeah, well, I didn't watch it. I only watched the three, what I consider the three vacation movies, which is original Christmas and Vegas. The other Uh, four. Some would argue there's four, but I say three. Technically seven, according to Wikipedia. Who are the other? I mean, then there's Ed Helms' Vacation. That's five. Who's who's the six and seven? Vacation? 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 There's one with nothing but like Cousin Eddie, which I've never seen, which is. He's on, like, an island or something. I feel like these are probably loose vacations. Yeah, I mean, that's like saying, like, the... I mean, National Lampoon's, I mean, that thing, you had Ben Wilder's movies. You had, like, the 19 different runoffs of that. So, I mean, Mer- um, the Mer- uh, Bandcamp runoffs of American Pie would count, possibly. But you would know. No one consider them. Hey, Bandcamp one's actually not bad. The straight-to-DVD version. Okay. <laughs> It's got like I think it's got the the, the dad and it's got like Stipple's little brother. It's only two from the, the actual movie that's in it. Texas Bo, can we talk about Bozich calling <laughs> calling him a Mecca Okafor in his article? Spinning the flowers departure is not a huge deal. Yeah, Rick was on it last night. I Rick, mean, we could have used a Mecca Okafor. Yeah, I believe he's referring to Emmanuel Okafor. Yeah, I guess Rick got. Yeah, I did like that very quickly when all this you know everybody national is like, this seems really bad. And most people local are like, this doesn't seem good. Rick's like, they're fine. Here's my story. (laughs) (laughs) They're better now. (laughs) Rick's just still high off that IU success. It's going to be such a long winter. We're going to have to get really, I mean, I I feel like we used all of our self-deprecation last year, and I don't know if I can do it again for a winter. I feel like I'm just going to be angry. I don't know. (laughs) No, you're going to be. I don't know if I have the energy for it. <laughs> Texture says, is it better to be deflowered or to be shade and sharped? That's a good, I mean. I mean, there's pros and cons on both, obviously. This I mean, sucks because, like, like he's gone and our roster's set. We, we, we can't, I mean, theoretically, we can go out and get another scholarship player. We can get two, if, assuming Tyler Johnson's not going to make it. But there's not an impact guy out there. Unless we go to Croatia too, um, which hey maybe, but the Shaden Sharp thing was I mean, just stop us. The Shaden Sharp thing I think is tantalizing because you hear all all year about how good he looks in practice and his NBA draft stock, and you're excited for this thing that you're going to have next year. I, I think it's worse to get flowered, deflowered, because you know it, it impacts the direct season right in front of you. Like it yeah, wasn't Sharp, Sharp didn't he joined the team after the season started too didn't he right but he was like remember he wasn't gonna play he was just practicing and it yeah. was all like I'm gonna play next year though this is just has me like it's like spring practice for me I'm like these kids who enroll early from high out of high school like I'm gonna be great and then he just yeah he's like I'm gone boom I don't know uh, let's take a break when we come back we'll get back to you guys in the text line this is your hour five zero two four one four fourteen fifty not shockingly Ooh. you guys have a lot to say we're gonna get to as much as we can. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, back here on a, thir- on a Tuesday on 1450 When I left my home and family, I was no more than a boy in the company of strangers, in the quiet of the railway station running scared. 
laying alone, seeking out the poor quarters where the ragged people go, looking for the places only they know. La la la, la 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 la. I do remember still. I think we always we talk about like what we think of when we hear certain songs. I, I knew this song before then, but I do remember he played the first time that they had SNL after 9/11. He came on, and I think that's how they started the show. He came out and he played. Oh, I remember that. He played the boxer with a bunch of, uh, you know, firefighters and police officers behind him standing up, and I think it was it was really cool. But oh, it, Simon met his wife on SNL. Did he really? Uh, the one that the, uh, the turkey, the giant turkey. The the the. the uh, he was, uh, I guess, they were performing the, what, what's the girl, what's his wife, the one that sings this, uh, Eddie, whatever her name is, I forget. She had the one hit back in the 90s. And that was, she was performing that day, and she, the, the story is that she, like, looked over and saw him on the side, and they locked eyes and fell in love immediately. And they've been together ever since. It's kind of cool, cool story. Yeah. Cool. Um, there's a theme today, by the way. Paul Simon? Well, that's, there's, Paul Simon Live? Sort of. Today is the anniversary of two historical concerts. Okay. The first, which is not today's theme, but today on in 1969 was the first day of Woodstock. Oh, hey, August, nice. yeah. And today was the day I fell in love with Paul Simon. I'll never forget, 11-year-old Trevor had HBO at the time. My mom excited to watch the concert in Central Park, Paul Simon's free concert on this day, August 15, 1991. Very cool. And I remember watching it going, when's he going to play the song with Chevy Chase? And <laughs> as I sat through the whole concert waiting for who, by the way, does show up. I don't know if you remember this concert. I don't. At all. Uh, it was a concert in the park. 750,000 people for a free concert to Jeez, see Paul Simon. Nice. Uh, it was aired live on HBO uh, back in 91. And, um, yeah, Chevy Chase does come out to do to, on stage with him when he does. Uh, you can call me out. But uh, young, young, wet behind the ears Trevor, who was mostly known for his you know, hip hop and, and, and wham and, and you know Guns N' Roses. No idea who Paul Simon was other than the guy that hung out with Chevy Chase was uh, was set through that concert and was like walked away going, Paul Simon is awesome. Look at you. That was that was when I realized I liked Paul Simon. It's also a big day tomorrow. Tomorrow's August. the two year anniversary of our show start. Is that real okay, I can always go back and look at your pin tweet, I guess. Well, that the pin tweet was announcing that the show is going to happen. But yeah, but that'll tell like when the date of the start, doesn't it? I think it should, and also it's it's my wedding anniversary too. So, <laughs> so tomorrow I, is yeah, tomorrow's our wedding anniversary. Okay, I, I guess I'd forgotten that like last year. I, I guess I discovered the same thing because I, I knew it was about this time of the year, but I'll never forget the day of the first show because it's our it's our wedding anniversary. I didn't realize that because <laughs> nine years the, and two years. For, for those that don't know, the uh, of course this weekend's a big weekend for us, sorta. Yeah, the Blue Jays and Reds play this weekend in Cincinnati. This weekend, and last week I just I told you I was disappointed because I realized I was like, crap, I I can't go to Saturday's game because I have my my big fantasy draft at Ryan Miles' house. There's a name drop for Ryan. He always gets mad. He's like, you never say my name on the radio. Love you, Ryan. Yeah, there you go, Ryan. The rocks. Yeah, thanks for keeping Tony Pollard in our keeper league. Great decision there, buddy. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) uh, I told you this, and you're like, oh well. I'm going with Mary. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I, I just gave you crap. You know I don't care. I was like, like teasing you. And we were driving to the hospital last night or Thursday, and you were like, oh, I'm, I'm not feeling good. I was like, if anything happens to you, I'll take Mary to the game on Saturday. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> that was the only joke I made. And you were like, don't make and you were just like, I don't care. <laughs> we are supposed to go up there on Saturday and spend the night in Cincinnati, which I'm excited about. This will make you happy, though. So, so we, we've been planning it. I hit up my 
my, my guy who works the Reds, and I was like, hey, just like hoping to get some tickets. Uh, he's, he's always like, if you ever need tickets, ever need tickets. I'm like, well, I need tickets. So we, we set it all up. We got the hotel. And we were going to either try to go Friday or Saturday. Friday, the, the fireworks. Saturday, we're like, well, we can at least make a night of it. We'll spend the night out. Our babysitter couldn't uh, stay over on Friday, so my parents can do it on Saturday. And I saw, like, after you had gotten mad at me that day, it was like a week ago or two weeks ago when I told Jeez, you. Yeah, I wasn't mad at you. Hell, I'd go with Mary over you if I had the choice. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that night... I see Matt Jones tweet, and he's like, don't forget, like, KSR day at the Reds game, August 19th. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> it's, <that> really <laughs> it's KSR day. And it's Jonathan India bobblehead night. Ooh, that's kind of cool. He's been hurt. He's, like, still – I was not a big fan before he got hurt. I mean, I, I, I love Andy. He just grounds into, like, 50 double plays a game. <laughs> now I'm ready for him to be back because we're starting Kevin Newman, Stuart Fairchild. Uh, we have the worst wall lineup possible tonight. But, again, we'll get there at 545. But I am excited to go up there, hopefully, if I'm feeling up to it this weekend. And we'll celebrate the – always have anniversary and birthday because anniversary is yep. the 16th. My birthday is the 27th. So they're always going to be right around. And like I said before, I'll never forget a big round number for either one because they're going to be synced up. Like our 10th mm-hmm. anniversary is next year. It's my 40th birthday. It's the first time the Blue Jays and the Reds ever played in Cincinnati. I is it really? I don't know if that's really. It can't, I think it can't be true. Ever, yeah. no, as long as I can remember back because since I've been a Blue Jay fan, I've never got to see them play – I've only seen the Blue Jays play live in exhibition against the Reds at Slugger Field. And the last couple of years that the Reds have played them, they always end up playing in Toronto for some – I mean, so this will be uh, – I'm kind of mad. I kind of wanted to go. I was thinking maybe maybe I will go up on Friday night. But I was like, nah, I'm not going to deal with all that doing the show and then have to get up there. Maybe yeah. leave her. And Sunday's a day game, and you know I don't want to do that. And I'm going to be up late at my draft Saturday night. So. Hang out with me Mary Matt Jones. I mean, don't 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 be shocked if I was like show up at the game, and be like, hey, yeah. where are you at? Come on, come on. That'd be a good time. Why is Zay Flowers trending? It makes me a little bit nervous. Um, it's like he's trending because he's killing people. He's awesome. Did he? Yeah, I don't think he did that much against. Now they did beat. Result from today, they're having dual practices with the with Washington, okay. and they're saying Zay Flowers is like unguardable. He's uh, he didn't even play on Saturday. I don't believe he didn't. I mean, the, the Baltimore beat Philadelphia in our first exhibition game in 2019. Lions won too. Did you? I barely watched any. Preseason was has gone from like okay I'm gonna watch a little bit of it while the it's, starters it's are there to, to to no reason because I mean I think our third string started I don't think Mar- I mean Mariota Mariota may have played one series like I don't think we had any starters play at all in the, this game the bigger Lions news today though is so because they officially signed Teddy Bridgewater official has made my life but quarterback numbers are one through nineteen but every number one through nineteen is either taken or retired. So he is going to, Ooh, at, at least really? until they start making cuts, because you, you seem like oh, okay. some members will open up when they start making cuts. Yeah. For right now, he is Teddy Bridgewater, quarterback, number 50 for the Lions. Oh, My birthday's in 11 days. I need a Bridgewater 50 Lions jersey like I need air right now. <laughs> I need this. I need this to happen. This is the best Lions news that's happened to me in like 38 years as a Lions. There are several things that trigger my old man rants. Nothing more so than the the, the the disarray of NFL numbers. I I hate I hate it. <laughs> I Quarterbacks are one through nineteen. Run, running backs are twenty through thirty nine. Wide receivers are eighty through eighty. Anytime I play Madden, dogs and cats. I mean, I, I when I this is, this is petty probably, but and I mean so petty it's Tom Petty, but mass hysteria. I, when I when I'm playing Madden, like the first thing I'm doing is like I'm changing the numbers to like match like eighty through eighty nine on all my receivers. That's hilarious. I, it just it, it just irritates me beyond belief. I can't. I don't know how else to explain it. It just that's how much. And I, I, Keyshawn Johnson, I'm slightly blaming you for all this. Man, 
You had to have, oh, I got to wear number 19. <laughs> I appreciate the people texting and saying they'll watch my kids. Uh, we don't need that. If you do know somebody that can be a Wednesday babysitter, we'd appreciate, we'd appreciate that. We could, we could use that. <laughs> you didn't even offer. I didn't, you didn't ask me if I wanted to watch them. Yeah, you're, you're, you're off the list. I could, well, I'll just take him. Listen, I'm going to Ryan's house. He, he's got kids. I'll just leave him with his wife and kids. Maybe. <laughs> we did have, if, assuming John makes it through school. John's had a rough go at school. He went his second day today. He'd been sick yesterday. Oh. So we didn't take him. And then today, yeah, of course. He's only got like two days of school to go to. Three. Okay, my bad. But yeah, so we had the Wednesday day. did not go great. Today he did better. That was fine. But today also was the day where, so Mary, she was like tied up with meetings. I had to pick up. And then uh, my sister-in-law had a work thing too. So I'm picking up all three of, of kids, my two kids and, and then my niece, Audrey. And so like I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like crap still. And I'm like, I've got to do it. So I've got like three backpacks. They're like running <laughs> everywhere. I'm like, oh my God. Like they're going the wrong way. Virginia's running outside by herself. I'm like, good God. Like, I've got like your cake from my mom. I'm just carrying everything. It was a disaster. I pictured it. I did. Virginia's been really good with school, so we took her to like. She got to she's pick a kid, out. She's a two-year-old. They're gonna run around. I mean, I it's just inevitable. She's, three. Yeah. she's almost three. I'm sorry, right? But she's been really good at school. She's she's done a good job. She's been a good listener, and yeah, she's helped out with John. She's been a sweet big sister. So we took her to go get it. She, she got like a present for for that. Oh, and so the other day we had to go to the Hobby Lobby to pick up some stuff real quick, and she's trying to weasel her way into getting another present. And you know, we, go kids. <laughs> we, I mean, God, she's so bad about presents. We do the thing now where we're like, you know, no presents until your birthday. But if you want something, we'll take a picture of it, and maybe you'll get it for your birthday from somebody. And so, she, good parenting. That's good. She she's like going up and down the toy lines, and she like sees I don't even know what it was. Some it's all Disney princess. It's all she cares about. Yeah, it was something from like Encanto or or whatever. And she's like, she's like, could I maybe have that for being a big girl? And I'm like, I'm like, we can take a. We can take a picture of it, and maybe you'll get it for your birthday. And she's like, well, that wasn't my plan. And I'm like, well, that's the plan that we talked about. (laughs) And she's like, but that wasn't my plan. And I said, well, your plan doesn't matter. My plan's the one that matters. And she goes, well, my plan's the one that's smart. And I was like, oh, my God. I I don't know how we're going to get to 18. She's going to – it's only going to get worse. She's already just straight arguing – She's using some logic in her arguments now, which is making it her terrifying. I'm gonna be scared of her in like three years. Oh, uh, I don't know why. I, like this is well, this, my part, plan's the one this is probably why I'm not. I shouldn't be a parent. Like to me, like the first thing that popped to my mind. I don't. This is a weird reference, but you you used to watch like the early Always Sunny's, right? Oh yeah, for sure. You see, I think it's I think it's one of the first like second or third episode when he think the woman tells him that the kid is his. Charlie had, thinks he has a kid. Vaguely remember, yeah. Okay, and he's like he's like taking the kid around. He's taking him to the mall. And they're like going to the escalator, and the kid's like, I'm, you're going to buy me this, and I want to buy you this, and this, and trying to look at me on the escalator, he's I don't got to buy you bleep. <laughs> I do find myself saying some variation of that a lot. I just pictured her being like, like, me as a parent in the store with a kid, and then it's like, I don't, you're going to buy me this, I ain't got to buy you bleep. <laughs> I do find myself saying something, like, I don't, I don't say it, but I'm, a lot of times I'm like, I'm like, I don't have to, no, I don't have to listen to you. I'm like, you have to listen to me. <laughs> yeah. like, I make the rules. And she's like, well, I don't, I'm like, that's when I usually, I'm like, well, we're going to go sit on your bed by yourself for a little bit. <laughs> she is, she's, she's going to be an issue. No, oh, yeah. Good luck, buddy. But she's awesome. Uh, text line's 502-414-1450. It's we'll loaded some, over here. Yeah, we'll take some more text. We'll try to get to as much as we can today. But, you know, you guys had, you had well wishes, you had jokes, and then we got Trenton Flowers on top of it. It's all happening. There's a lot to deal with. We got 
a lot I, going on. I did a news and notes post today. I was like, oh my god, the stuff that piles up after four days. It was like you wouldn't expect it this time of year. I guess what twenty eight hundred words. I mean, we haven't even we're what twenty days away from football. And we haven't even talked about it yet. Seventeen days away. Seventeen. Seventeen. Jeff, we're gonna need you to beat Georgia Tech a lot, buddy. <laughs> yeah, just, you think there was pressure before, buddy? <laughs> if you thought the reaction to us losing to Syracuse was bad last year in Week One, if we lose to Georgia, it's not going to be like last year. It was oh, anger man. at Satterfield. If we lose to Georgia Tech, the depression level of the collective oh, fan base is going to be maybe at an all-time low. It's going to be a different depression level, but I mean, if, there, if there's ever like like a, a equivalent of watching the air just pop out of a balloon exactly. and the balloon just flying around the room that would be us losing to Georgia we Tech. We need to be Georgia Tech. Yeah, we got to be Georgia Tech. I'm not Tech. saying we uh, you know if we lost to BC or lost to NC State it wouldn't be great before the Notre Dame game. It's, like those would be understandable. We need to at least get off to a nice 2 and 0, 3 and 0 start. We need to have some fun for a few weeks in September because I mean, God knows this offseason has not been fun on a basketball front. And then when the basketball season gets hurting we much better. Doesn't feel like it. Who knows? We never know. We'd love to, you know what? We'd love to be wrong. Love to be wrong. Two summers in a row. <laughs> I hate being right so damn much. Texter says, uh, Mike, the exact same thing happened to me almost. I went to get my blood taken a week ago and had a needle stuck in my arm four different times before they got it in a vein. Yeah, this was, she was like, never was had at that least five times. But I've never had the nerve hit. And, like, that was the most – I was like, oh, my God. I was like, take it out, take it out. Like, I was like, what are you doing? I don't know. Listen, I, I'm, I'm far from a med school student. I have, I have watched Patch Adams multiple times, though. And I just – I think that, like, finding – like, giving like a, a, a vein to put a needle in for blood should be, like, nursing 101, right? I think it is. Like, that's like, the, that's like, the thing, that's like doing addition in a math class, right? I think they take pride in it, too. I mean, you should be. It's like the easiest thing to do, or you should be. The last time that I got, because I've had blood taken a lot this year, and the last time that I went in, like this was like a month and a half before Thursday, I'm like, I straight up said, I was like, I was like, hey, just so you know, I've had this happen a lot recently. You were easily the best. I didn't feel a damn thing. That was incredible. <laughs> I need you. Like, I need to hire you full time. But this woman had wow. no idea. Out of context, that is way off. <laughs> I said the first time I've said it. Not the first time I've heard it. Uh, okay. <laughs> as long as it works. Texture says. I've said that before. <laughs> just saying about Trenton Flowers, whenever a guy goes pro or even transfers, you'll see his teammates hype the decision up on social media. Not a single one of Flowers' teammates has done anything like that. The closest thing is Sky's statement yesterday. That's telling, in my opinion. Well, Sky wasn't even. He was more just defending him to fans. What Our fan that was tweeting at him, wasn't it? He was defending him also. He if I saw it right, I'm his maybe exact I'll... tweet was Carnation. Y'all take it easy on the young fella. Yeah, he did what he felt like was best for him. The timing was bad, and I'm a living testament to that. And for that, I'm sorry, no matter the circumstances. Point. He's a special talent and felt this was best. But we good over here in Crumb. Trust me. I mean, he's yeah, he's he's. I mean, honestly, the the, the person who stuck up for him the most has been Sidney Curry. I feel like he's been like. Re- reacting to all of his tweets. Is that a good thing or a bad thing, though? I think it's a. I mean, it's, it's, it's a bad thing, I think right? It's a good thing for us. The fact <laughs> that this guy is clearly not that much, and I mean, it does kind of lend itself to the belief that he just maybe wasn't clicking with the team while he was here. Like, like, like maybe people. I don't know if people were mean to him or if they just didn't like him and he thought he was better than everybody else. But it, it is strange mm. that you haven't had a ton of people be like. You know, go get yours, Trent. Like, can't wait to see it. Like, when whenever players have transferred in the past, even when the fans have have been, when it's been an acrimonious thing between the player and the fans, 
you've seen the players, even if they've been hesitant to say it immediately, have been supportive. Like you'll see them comment on each other's Instagrams and you'll be like, we're still friends. You're not seeing a whole lot of that right now, which I do think is. I mean, they only knew them for a month and a half. That's part of it too. Yeah, they, I mean, they, I mean, they have hardly been able to know them. Texas says, I disagree with Trevor a lot. Wow. If you agree to play for a program and accept NIL money, you need to fulfill your side of the deal or at least try for a little while, like maybe the game or first few weeks of classes <laughs> or the first day of classes. <laughs> it's pitiful. I mean, he does. It's not like he's setting the bar that high, I agree, but. I mean, I just, I just don't. I mean, I'm not. Mad. I just don't think you can. Really, I mean, you can be mad at Trent Flowers if you want, I guess. But I'm kind of mad at Trent. I mean, I, you can be mad as this for the timing of the decision, obviously. But I just, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I can't. I just don't I'm find myself at angry at him for making the decision. Just the timing of it, I guess. I also don't get the, the people who have been like, "How can y'all? You're gonna find a way to blame us on KP?" I'm like, he's the head coach. How many times are we gonna have to say this? <laughs> I mean, yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of the. <laughs> He brought the kid in. Yes. like it, I, I don't know if he could have said something to sway him, but still, like when stuff like this happens, yes, it falls back on the head coach. I feel like we're going to be doing this all year now. I mean, you feel like if he was that you know, un- unhappy with, with the scenario that, that Payne or some, a member of the coach that should have seen it, right? Yes. I mean, maybe Kenny, maybe somebody go up to Kenny and go, hey, Kenny, the, we ha- over the last 24 hours, there's been a lot of overseas phone calls to Australia. Coming from the coming from the dorm, maybe, maybe you might want to look into this. It goes back to these. God, it can't be cheap. It goes back to the initial <laughs> conversation we had, which th- there's one or two things happening. Either this was all because he wanted to play point guard, and he, for whatever reason, thought that was going to happen here, and it wasn't. Or two, something, something just wasn't right for him here. Maybe he didn't like the coaches, didn't like the players, didn't you know, saw this as a sinking ship. I don't know. But if it's option one, like Kenny Payne, yeah, he, he should have seen that coming. If, if it's option one and you told the kid he could play point guard here or you told the fi- kid definitively that he wasn't going to play point guard here but he'd expressed a desire to play point guard, like you should have kind of seen that something was possible there. If it's option two, we don't know the details there, but that's, I think, even more concerning to me. Well, it's option two. I don't, who knows if Kenny Payne's even self-aware of it. It sounds like, from what I've heard, like there was – They'd heard buzzing that there was something that he was unhappy about something, and that he'd been talking to like about making a move somewhere. We have inside sources that say it had to do with the the umpiring at the kickball game. <laughs> <laughs> but they they definitively did not know anything for sure until yesterday, until the announcement came. They found out that morning. The announcement was made in the afternoon. I, yeah. I mean, at least he told him that morning instead of just. I mean, what if he just announced it without even telling the coaching staff? Like, just put it on Twitter and then bounce. Would you have been that surprised? I mean, I mean, is there a huge, that huge of a difference, really? Been telling someone at 9 a.m. and then announcing it at 3 p.m.? Yeah. I mean, he up. Turns on his room. His stuff is gone. He's left a note on the door. Indiana Larry says, COVID 19 shot. Thank you, Larry, for that humane contri- contribution. I didn't. I mean, I I got one of the shot booster shots, but I didn't get the second one. You're still alive. Yep. And I still think I I got really sick in like February of uh, of 2020. And I still think it was. I, I thought maybe it was the walking pneumonia, which was the doctors told me it was. But 
I'm starting to think in hindsight, I may have just had an early case of the COVID. I'm convinced. So my parents, like my mom never gets sick. And she works at, I think it's just working at the preschool for all this this time. I think she's picked up every immunity possible. That's she true. never gets sick. And even when she does, it's she works through it. And she loves Christmas more than anything. Christmas 2019, like right before the pandemic started, like my entire family got so sick that we didn't do Christmas with my family. And looking back on it, I'm like, I think they probably had like early COVID. I think yeah. that's probably what happened. I remember we were t- doing a show with that was me and Nick Roush over here doing the, the show to, on Oxmoor. And I had to leave. We, I left at 8 o'clock. I couldn't even do the whole show. I was so, I was so out of it. Nick, Nick and Dugan are like, just go home, dude. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I was, I had, I've had pneumonia before. And pneumonia sucks. Yeah, it does. It's, I, it put me in the hospital once. But uh, and I've had it, and so that's why I thought when I went to the emergency room, that, that's what they told me it was, because I guess in February we, we just didn't really know there was a, a COVID existed hardly. Right. So, but when I look back at it, I'm thinking, man, I think I may have had that for because I was out of it for like good two weeks. I'll do it. Yeah. Mike, did any part of you think you were going to wake up in a giant hole at TK's house, hearing a distant <laughs> voice yelling, "It puts the lotion"? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Texas Flowers was definitely the least humble of the newcomers. Was he? I mean, it's usually the way that works with the most talented. I kind of mean, don't we need that kind of attitude though? At some point, we need really good players. I mean, we yeah. I mean, we need anything. So we take anything. <laughs> Beggars can't be choosers at this point, right? Ditch this. Trey White White punked that little B out. It sounds like he's been taken to him in practice a little bit. And I mean, you and I. First of all, like. All the people now who are like, yeah, he wasn't even good enough to start here. They're the same people that were mad when you and I were like, we don't think Trenton Flowers is going to start here as a freshman. <laughs> I, mean, I had him penciled as a starter, didn't you? I think we changed it yeah. after the, the news board. Initially, I had Trey White uh, along with Mike James next to Sky, uh, Sky Clark, and then I think we went Huntley Hatfield and Dennis Evans, uh, which I still don't. I've, I've got no th- – this roster is – I read the tweet from Kevin Sweeney earlier. It's It's – it's so similar to last year in terms of holes, and I, I don't know how the playing time's going to come. I mean, all we know is Sky Clark's starting point guard, right? I feel pretty good in saying, like, Sky Clark, Trey White are going to start. Outside of that, nothing's for sure. I mean, core 4 played well in that global jam. I mean, you would assume maybe Trainer White or, or, or James may start. I mean, yeah. You think Evans, but then again, I mean, is he. I mean, this, if we're starting three guys from last year's team, is that. Really- how confident do you feel about this year's team? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, God, we have so many texts. Well, we got 5 o'clock hour coming up. I got a couple other little tidbits to get to. I do want to play at least one clip from the Jeff Brom, uh, from Jeff Brom at the uh, football kickoff luncheon yesterday because I think it's good. Maybe it can distract us from all this uh, Trenton Flowers debate and basketball, woe is me, and, and all this stuff. We'll get there. 5 o'clock hour is up next. Keep it locked right here. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1 Big X. Then I'm laying out my winter clothes, wishing I was gone for Shaking my confidence daily Oh Cecilia Well I'm down on my knees Well I'm begging you please to come on Come on now 5 o'clock hour here 
of the Tuesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1. The you Big don't X. Say right? You can call me out. Of course. Yeah. The only song that I'm. Man, hey, it's a song. The reason why I watched the whole damn concert. <laughs> Uh, we are uh, back here after a little hiatus, not dead, back here kicking it at the uh, University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Did anybody send you the Cool Runnings gif? Not dead, man. Senka. <laughs> yes. You dead, man. I send that to anybody who I haven't talked to like a couple days, like, or they don't reply to me after like a day or two, I'll be like, I'll send that. I've that like, like saved on my phone, I've sent it so much. Every time I talk about almost dying in the back of your car, I think all I can think of is Jim from the office where he's like, I almost died. <laughs> on beach day. <laughs> it's like the look of just shock and expression on his face. Uh, we did talk about, uh, we've talked about me almost dying in Trevor's car a little bit today. A lot about Trenton <laughs> Flowers, as you might expect. A couple other notes to get to as we start the 5 o'clock hour. I know we have a loaded text line. We'll try to get to as much as we can yeah. during this hour. Uh, just across the wire here, the UofL volleyball team will start the season ranked Nice. Number four Ooh, oh, in the preseason coaches poll, which just came out uh, about, looks like, five minutes ago. Can I guess the three ahead of us? Do you have it in front of you? Uh, let me pull it up real quick. You can. Okay. I'm gonna I say- mean, I think you can, guess number, you can guess one, probably. Nebraska? I don't know about Nebraska. Pittsburgh? I mean, I'm assuming Texas, because they beat us last year, and they were number one the whole year. And Texas was the three, I was going to say, yeah. Um, Did I get any of the three right, other than Texas, maybe? Did I said Pittsburgh and Nebraska. doesn't have anything Come on, guys! Come on, get with it. I want to show. My, I want to oh, like puff my chest out to my volley, women's volleyball college knowledge. What, you said Nebraska, Texas, and who else? Pittsburgh. Well, we were ahead of Pitt. Well, I thought the maybe ACC they. Poll. You know, thought maybe they bumped up. I don't know. You are incorrect. Oh wow! I don't know my. I don't know my volleyball as well as I thought I did. Easy's going to be mad at me. Texas is the preseason number one. They got forty-four. I got one. Okay. Votes. Wisconsin, who beat us ah, a couple that's years ago, right. in the final four. Yeah, we had the seven-foot twins. Yeah. And then Stanford is number three. Getting 13 first place votes. We are four. We did not get any first place votes, though. I mean, a lot of people are going to be wrong this winter. I mean, Stanford using this as their argument for being joining the ACC now. <laughs> They're always good at volleyball. They're always good at these sports. They just they can't get anything else. That was the other news that we haven't had a chance to to get to. Stanford and Cal getting blocked, I guess, by the four <laughs> big schools in football that are trying to leave. I say four. It's like three and then four. Florida State, Clemson. North Carolina and NC State, apparently the four schools that are blocking the addition of Stanford and Cal, which I think would, I'd still like to see happen, but probably not going to happen anytime soon. It also today is the deadline day for any school that is going to leave the conference and be eligible to play in a different conference at the start of the 2024-2025 season. And guess what? FSU, you ain't saying nothing. Thumping your chest, saying we're going, we're going, we're going. Figure out a way. Do it. Do it. They, they haven't figured out a way. They're not going anywhere. Nobody's going anywhere. We're locked in. By the way, the rest of that top ten, Nebraska and Pitt are tied for fifth. In okay, I was so close. close. I was close, all right. And then Minnesota, Penn State, Oregon, and Kentucky round oh, yeah. out the top ten. So I just basically just stick to the ACC and, and Big Ten pretty much for the most part? Exactly. West Kentucky is number 24 in the poll. Good for the hell, Tigers. Also, I just saw this on Twitter. I just want to throw this out there. The, 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 only, the, the player who I most changed my attitude at forever in the history of college basketball. Happy birthday, Larry O'Bannon. He's 40. I saw that today, too. The man who I, I did not want anywhere near this program his first year year, and by his senior year, I would have jumped in front of traffic for that guy. When I – this is how much I love Larry O'Bannon. We all, I mean, did you ever have like a message board posting day? Like when you I were, never did message boards ever, even was a, when it was cool, yeah. There was a brief period in college, and I think maybe like the first year I was out of college when I was starting the blog, where I would post on InsideTheVille.com. 
It was the only one that I've ever signed up for. I, I never got like I got like a premium subscription for I think like a month, and then I was like, oh, mm-hmm. the entire premium is just them messing with the people on the free boards and being like, let's act like there's something crazy happening and get them all worked up. I, like, used, well, to, this sucks. I used to use <laughs> Matt Jones had left his sign into like his <laughs> when he was like we were over Cumulus and his I think his title was something was like Jamal McGlore something. It was McGlore something. Yeah, yeah. he emailed me the first time and it was it was McGlore. Yeah. and he had left his sign, and so I used to use his just to read the premium stuff. But I never like actually posted with his name. I would just I didn't want to do that to him. But I would I would occasionally I would be bored. I'd be like, oh look, I can get in here and read this. You but see? when I when I did post for the like the, those, that two year period or whatever, my screen name on Inside the Ville was Larry O'Fan. <laughs> I love Larry so much. I again I no one I changed my mind more on than Larry. The first year I'm after the story, I was like I was like tempted to plant drugs in his locker to get him off the team. I wanted him. I was like this I guy. Always loved him. He had no business being. I didn't think he. And honestly, I still think I was right. I just he was changed my mind by becoming the one of the best players. He had a few lucky punches in, but I still feel I won the fight. <laughs> yeah, they won that fight, by the way. <laughs> hey, Abby, come on down. You want to talk about aging gracefully? I mean, he was a handsome man in college. He's still a handsome man now. He is. I mean, I, I don't think like he's I'm, aged at all. He probably looks the same, doesn't he? He looks great. I, I look like thirty years older than he is, and I'm two years younger than he is. <laughs> I'm two years older than he is. <laughs> Forty also makes me feel a little bit old too. Like he's, I mean, I was in college. So he graduated. He's two years ahead of me in college. He his last year was 05. I graduated in 07. And hearing that he's forty, I'm like, damn, I am gonna be forty pretty soon. I don't like I guess that. that was that. He was probably that first class where I was actually older than the players that were playing, and it's that's a weird time in, in your fans' life. It is, and now we're getting into the coaches being younger than us too. I mean, because like it's, it it's weird when you don't when. You start realizing you're older than the college players that you at one point looked up to as like professional athletes and exactly, heroes, and yeah. uh, you know I looked at like Everett Sullivan and Dewan Wheat and company, some of those guys, and then you realize you're older than them. And you're like, well, I can't really look up to them, right? Can I? I mean, <laughs> no, you can't. And now we're at the point where, yeah, we, I mean, we could have kids. Our kids could be playing at U of L right now. There's a great Bob, there's a great Bob's Burgers episode where like his Bob's hero is this pitcher who's now pitching in the minor leagues at the little town, and like all his kids, his kids are like. Your hero can't be younger than you. That's that's really weird. You can't do that. And he's like, he's like, he's like, he's my favorite pitcher. And then he meets him, and he's like, he's like, yeah, hey, you can't have a hero who's younger than you, Bob. It can't happen. Can, can you? Is that possible? Are you allowed to? I guess you can. I it, mean, it feels weird. It's. I mean, can it be how much? There should be a limit. Like, if I'm 50 years old, my hero can't be like 20, right? I mean, I guess it could if you did something dramatic, maybe save my life. But I was on a. I did a panel at U of L a few years ago. It was like probably two or three years ago, and one of the other panelists was a current U of L athlete, and they're asking me like the difference in your tone and like the way you talk about college sports. So I've gotten older, and I was like, it's it's, it's different for me because the the website was always it was never supposed to be big J journalism. It's a lot of voice driven stuff. I give I'm giving personalized thoughts, a lot of just my opinion, I I I me me me. And when you're in college, like I started when I was in college, so I'm. Younger than a lot of these kids that I'm talking about, the same age as a lot of the, the ones that I'm talking about. And then you, you know, when you're 22, 23, 24, 25, you still feel like you're sort of, you're, you're fresh out of college. Mm-hmm. You still, you feel like, you, and then you get to a certain point now where like I'm married, I've got two kids and you're, you're very much talking about kids from an entirely different generation. Oh yeah. And so you have to talk about them entirely differently. And it's, you, you got to walk that fine line between still trying to be funny, still trying to talk about the game Honestly, and also recognizing that like you are you are a grown man talking about college kids, it it definitely changes the conversation entirely. Like I can be blown away by Lamar Jackson. I just couldn't look at him the same way I would looked at Ralph Dawkins or Jeff Brom. Well, Lamar's different. 
Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, you just, you just look at. I just feel like when you get that certain age, you look at them differently. For sure. Look up to them, I guess, in a way. Um, I'm gonna send this clip to you, and we're gonna play it in just a second. But this is the one off like your um your your news and notes page. Yes. So that was I can bring that up because I was Jeff looking Rombard. at it earlier. Yeah. The, the if you can play the oh, second one. Let me bring the page back up. It's near the bottom of the page, I think, isn't it? It's about halfway down. That's how I prep for the show. I just go to your news and notes and see what you wrote. <laughs> Good. It's not, not a I mean, I figure if you're going to bring anything up, it's going to be on this, right? Oh, uh, the other note I want to get to. Is it the one we... from uh, the Mason tweet? There's, there's two of them, the second one. The, the gotcha. other thing, before you play that, I did want to say uh, we found out a couple of days ago the Empire Classic, or I guess it was yesterday, the draw for the Empire Classic where Louisville's going to go up to New York and play a couple of games on November 19th and 20th. I had heard that U of L was going to draw UConn. Was what had been talked about. Oh yeah, we and, brought this up. I forgot. Yeah, yeah U of L is going to play Texas actually in that first game. So the, the Cards will play Texas. A uh, Ronnie Terry in his first full season as the head coach. They've got a revamped roster, a lot of newcomers on that roster, a lot of talent on that roster. And then the day after, U of L will either play Indiana or UConn. We get the best best pool though of our chances of maybe doing anything is Texas, right? You don't know if Rodney Terry's going to – can he repeat what They're he did last more, year? You, say, you said they lost a lot. I'm not big on Rodney Terry myself personally anyway, but – It's a pretty small sample size. He went to true. a in his only, his only coaching job. And a pretty good team too. He did. They're going to have a really good team again yeah. this year. I mean, roster-wise, they're better than Indiana. Um, That's – yeah. As far as, like, being able to put it all together, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I would say Indiana's – if you're ranking the teams, I would probably go, like – UConn one, Texas two, Indiana three, us four, which makes well, we're four. Yes, I mean, yeah, what do you want me to say? I mean, us UConn, two, UConn's bench four, us five. <laughs> I mean, us barely behind UConn, who just won the national title. They won more games in the tournament than than we won. Actually, all those teams. I mean, Texas almost did. There was a like a, a fantasy football book I bought back in the late nineties. And like the ranking of the fantasy defenses, and Bengals are ranked behind Miami and Florida State in this book. <laughs> like you know, it's just a, a great jab by the editor. That's what I'm just thinking. I always think of that when I'm here. Like we're fourth, or are we fifth? <laughs> now, the, one, the one thing we don't know about this doubleheader is whether we're going to be the first or the second game. The first game is going to be at one o'clock. The second game, I think, is like set for four thirty. So they haven't announced that yet. But yeah. either way, it's going to be an yeah. afternoon game in New York on the 19th, and then the next day, I think they'll both be afternoon games as well. So. Look, if this team's going to overachieve, if they're going to be a realistic threat to make the NCAA tournament, I think we'll find out pretty quickly if they can be competitive in these two games. And if it looks like last year's Maui Invitational, then I think we'll have a pretty good indication that it's not (laughs) going to go well again. So we'll find out pretty quickly. All right, uh, yesterday was the Louisville football kickoff luncheon. Jeff Brom said a number of interesting things. He's not the type of guy who's going to give away game plans or inside information, but he is going to make you more excited about the season that's ahead. And I thought this clip was especially... Uh, you just sort of make you want to run through a wall inducing. You know, off the field, I think I can be pretty calm and, and normal, but on the field, I sometimes can't. So I, I, do, I do pray for the man upstairs to help me when I take the field because I will say a few things that I will regret. But our coaches know that when the game's over, then we move on. But, you know, I want our players to know that in order to win in major college football, there has to be intensity. And you know what? I'm going to have to have some of it as well. And I think our coaches are as well. And you'll see us talk to each other and not smile at times and, and say a few things that uh, maybe we shouldn't. But I want us to be into it. You know, I want it to, matter, it, it to matter to us. I want our players to see that. And then I want our players to compete and, and realize that 
you know what? Nothing's going to be perfect uh, when you go on the game day. You've got to be able to react and overcome things and, and, and stick together and know that, you know, if you make a mistake and, and there's an there's a exchange here and there that's, that's not what you want, you move on from it. And then that's kind of life, but it's definitely in, in, in high level of, of competitive football. And, but if you compete and you have an intensity and you believe in yourself, you'd be surprised what you can uh, accomplish. So that's what we want to do is try to set the goals high, set the bar high, and try to get there. I've said this before, I'll say it again. Whenever you have a, a changing of the guard and the past regime, it, it didn't end on great terms. You kind of want to move forward. You want to move on. You're, 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 nobody, I think, is crying tears that Scott Satterfield left. You want somebody who is the antithesis of what you just walked away from, right? You want, you want different. And Jeff Brom right there is, to, I mean, just totally different. The way that he's saying, like, yeah, we're going to cuss. We're going to yell. We're going to get mad. It's football. It's a game of aggression. You've got to be a little bit nasty out there. It's such a just hard left turn from what Scott Satterfield would say. Now, he's not screaming while he's saying, and he's not getting all up in arms. I think that will come when you get his first locker room speech on September 1st. Oh, I can't wait for that. I can't either. But he's, you know, he's just giving you that insight. He's like, yeah. I'm going to say things that I don't really mean in the heat of the moment. I'm going to get fired up. I'm going to cuss. I'm going to swear. That's football, baby. Let's go. And I think that's what we're all looking for from Jeff Brom. I'm looking forward to it from Jeff Brom. I can't wait. I'm so I, I know. I just. Please be George Tech. <laughs> Jeff, please. I, I, I don't even. I, I wasn't even, like, considering, like, the, the, the thought of us losing George Tech until you know, basketball teams started making me feel, like, insecure again. Same. That's, that's like, where I am. Uh, like for the last couple weeks, I was like, I'm not, I'm not begging Jeff Brown to be trusted. I mean, I want to, obviously, and losing would be a disaster, and, and he knows that, and I'm sure everyone else knows that. But, like, I just, it didn't even, like, it, it, it just didn't come to my mind. It, it would have probably the game day and maybe would have regardless what happened with Flowers, but it's like, now it's just, it's like, I don't know. It's just like, I was, all, I was all, like, chesty, and then I realized my girl's just been, like, being, you know, Passed around like a doobie at a, at a, at a dead concert, and I'm now now I'm just insecure about my all my all myself. Last thing I want to talk about before we go back to the text line. So I, I, I meant to mention this earlier in the show. So Friday, you, you had already put together the clip show. You kind of you saw it coming. You're like, he's probably not going to be. Yeah, I even told Mary. I was like, just tell him not to come. Yeah, he's probably going to not come in. So Friday, I'm like, I'm just going to get as much sleep as I possibly yeah. can. Like I went, I, I was asleep by like 10 o'clock when I we got home from the hospital. I just like took some melatonin. I was like, just crashed and slept throughout the day and then i wake up and i realize i haven't told the acc network people that i'm that i can't do the live spot i'm, I'm going to the tv show that what, was that on friday or saturday friday okay yeah i remember you barely you brought that up briefly on thursday yeah. but we didn't get a chance to get so, into it because they had tried to do it earlier in the week and we couldn't do it because you and i i wouldn't be able to get home from radio in, in time they wanted to do it like 6 15 so they set it up for 6 30 and i was like i'll do the radio show i'll go right home and so I'm like scrambling. I look like death still. I saw you post the video like on yeah. Twitter. I didn't really get a chance to catch it, but yeah. Yeah, I've got to like set up the FaceTime. They have like a, a check call in. I've got to like turn the lights on down. And I'm scrambling to do anything. <laughs> and like I don't even like as it starts in, like I'm just my vision's getting blurry again. I'm, I'm like dripping sweat. Like I don't even remember what I said half the time. I was going to ask you that if you remember what you were But I did watch it and I was like until the I, I get stammered <laughs> at the very, very end. It was the only part where I like just could not find a word. Mm. I did well besides that, but Mark Packer was very complimentary of UFL. Uh, he, Mark Packer's a guy who I was not the biggest fan of when I've watched his stuff before, but he was like hyping up Jack Plummer, and I was like, all right, I'm kind of on the Mark, pa yeah. Mark Packer bandwagon. But that was that was it was it was interesting to be a part of, but it was cool. It, 
it worked out well. They were high on U of L. Um, hold on, cough button. Love the cough button. I mean, I double muted you here for that one I too. Appreciate that. I, I, I don't know if we saw the text yet, but when we were going to break, I didn't catch it in time, and you like coughed. Oh, at the, the beginning. Someone texts like, "Who's talking to Lugie over Simon and Garfunkel?" That was, that was me. <laughs> Just Simon though. True, never, yeah, you're right. You're right. never it do was, that to Art. Yeah, <laughs> that's a very good point. Art wasn't invited to the concert in the park. <laughs> but he was asking if, if like, Louisville fans, because the AP poll came out yesterday. Louisville got 16 votes, um, which is, they, I take it back, they got 10 votes. That means that one person besides Britt McMurphy, who had us at number 16, which would have given us nine points, put us in the top 25. So that's a, it's a little bit of hype. But still, for the most part, nobody is seeing L as a top 25 team. And Packer was like, do you think L is a top 25 team? And do you think most L fans see this team as a top 25 team? And I, I mean, I don't want to, like, speak for everybody. I still kind of want to see it. You know, I think the hope is that we're going to be a top 25 team or at least fringe top 25 team once the season gets going. But I want to see this team actually enact. I, I want to see them take care of Georgia Tech in yeah. week one. I want to see them, you know, go through Murray State the way that you should take care of Indiana on the road the way that you should. Yep. And at, at that point, then you can start speculating about how good they can really be. But I think because of maybe past instances in both football and men's basketball, UVL fans are very excited, but they're also, I think, hesitant to be like, we're going to be top five, we're going to be top ten, we're going to win the ACC. I think, I think most UVL fans, most rational UVL fans, want to see it. Want to see the on-field product before we get too excited. We, like, let's be real, we've never seen Jack Plummer play outside of clips from Cal. We think but I think it's it. something like Clips of Purdue as well, maybe. Right, but I mean, I'm saying, like, you know, we don't know if this guy with these pieces around him can be the dynamic offense that we want to be. I think we, we think he can, but we're not 100% Hope sure. Hope we can, yeah. We, the offensive line's got a lot of new working parts. Like, a lot of new guys that were okay players at, at big-time programs. Can they all fit together to be a really great unit? Maybe. We don't know for sure. And I think that I think most people – like, I told him, like, I see them as, like, a fringe top 25 team right now. And I want to reevaluate after we get through the first three weeks of the season because the three games that on paper you should win, and two of them you should probably win fairly convincingly. And if that doesn't happen, then I think you reevaluate. All right, text lines 502 414 1450. Man, we got a lot. We'll get to as many as we can uh, in this last uh, 30 minutes or so. Texture says Payne's ability to judge character has taken a big hit. Welcome to the team, high character, warrior, high character warriors. Karan Davis, a spot just opened up. Unfortunately, it doesn't appear to mean anything anymore. It is a, I mean, it's it's a tough look for Kenny Payne and the staff when you spent all of last season and the majority of this offseason so far being like, we're going to get our guys, our guys, our character guys. We're Man. only taking high character guys. We're only taking kids from great families. We're only taking kids that, that know what the front of the jersey means. And when you get the most high profile of that group to bounce on you after being here for just a month, it's... It's a hit to that like that that mantra that you're trying to reassure the fan base like last year's not indicative of who we are and what we're going to be. Just wait until we get our guys. You get your guys, and then the biggest one of your guys is like, "Thanks, but no thanks. I'm gonna go play in Australia for a year, and then I'm going to the NBA." It's a it, like there's no way around. It. I'm not saying that the season's going to be a disaster or that even that Kenny Payne is 100 at fault for this, but I am saying it's a tough look yeah. for Kenny Payne after all the things that he said. I, I agree. Texas says, do you take any stock in the fact that it's a week before class and Flowers is maybe like, I'm going pro anyway. I don't want to do the school stuff for the next five to six months. And the reality of it all just hit him. I mean, maybe, mm, but I really don't. I don't really. 
I mean, I, honestly, I would I would believe if, if you're going to like maybe you know give me a story to believe other than what we've discussed already. Not school, but his girl dumped him, and he's like, "Screw this, I'm going to Australia." You always take it back to a girl. I know, I know. That's me. I say when it's when it's all said and done. He's only been in town for like a month. That's all it takes, man. All it takes. Your experience in college is not everybody's experience. I'm, I'm just fell in love in Bowling Green in I'm orientation. Just, I didn't, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had some fun with a few, but no, I didn't fall in love. Even though one of one girl I did meet up with, her favorite movie was Chasing Amy. Which what are the odds oh. of finding that? Her second, her, her second favorite was Internal uh, spot, uh, Spotless. Spotless. So, yeah, I can't say it. Which is probably my top thirty, maybe. It's I mean, a good it's, movie. it's an awesome movie. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, no. I've always, I mean, yeah, because when it comes to you're, when there's always a questionable decision a man makes, nine out of ten times the woman is at the base of it. My pushback on, on the text is that he's been going through. You have to take summer classes to be. Doing team activities, so he's been enrolled. He's been doing classes. He's this early summer. entry, <laughs> and, and you know now is the part where, like, being a college student, especially being a D one athlete at a college, starts to get fun. Like everybody's going to get on campus next week. You can start going to the football games. You can start going to parties. There are going to be more girls around. Like you get to truly like have that rock star status yeah. at a place where we don't have pro athletes. Like this is the this is why you come to U of L. That part of the equation is about to start. And he's choosing to leave right before it gets going. Like I, I don't know. I can't imagine that he was just like, I don't want to take these really easy online classes. That's the girl months. he hooked up with. Dumped him. Texas Mike, you should tell everyone that you were bitten by snakes after saving kids from a burning orphanage. Anyways, I'm glad you're feeling better. <laughs> I think they all heard what happened. That's the unfortunate part. Nah, nope. I, re- I erased the evidence. Texas says flowers leaving is directly related to Trevor not eating the damn salad. Because <laughs> I didn't eat the, the flour? Trust me, I've 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 been taking enough flour that trait that he should have stayed. Okay. Texas says gross That's, negligence on the staff's part that we are not even in that we are even in this situation again with the roster. I think it's a clear indication again of a coach that is tone deaf and unable to adapt. I the the roster assembly. I mean, this whole thing is just hard not to blame on Kenny. I I mean. It's, I've talked about the weird dynamic between the way that the local media talks about, not just the local media, but like the fan base and the local media talks about what's going on here and the national media. I mean, we have debates about, we we did this last year where it's like, is the roster really poorly assembled or are they just playing positionless basketball? This is what Florida State does. And every national writer, everybody who covers college basketball is like, why won't he take guards? Like, what is it? Like, why? What is his refusal? To go get ball handlers. Like everybody else is getting guards. Good teams, bad teams. Everybody else is is recognized that you need to have guards to be a successful college basketball program. And it, it just feels like we're in the exact same boat again. And Flowers leaving, I think it just emphasizes that point. It was a like we already had a weirdly assembled roster for the second straight year before Flowers left. And now our biggest Achilles heel is just that much more, I use your word, gaping. It's just, it's, just, it's that much more obvious to me. Is that a bad, is that, I use the word wrong? Well, no, you just, you made unco- everyone uncomfortable. When you used oh, the I was like, that. <laughs> I mean, I had you a question. You gapping, too. <laughs> say what? I think you may have said gapping, too. Okay, I was going to say that. Because sometimes I got to wonder if I use the word wrong or not. I got to make sure. Texas Mike, glad you're back and feeling better. Listening to you and Trevor make my day better Monday through Friday unless I tune in and the bleeping bats are playing instead. Well, Wednesday. <laughs> we'll be on Wednesday, which is going to be on later Wednesday. So tomorrow? 
Oh yeah, crap! It is tomorrow, it's right? Tuesday now, yeah. Your your health is still my week all off, I'm man. Sorry, it's all good. Um, yeah, tomorrow we've got bats at uh, one oh eight uh, pregame, so uh, I'll get here about three and take that, that scoots go home, and then we'll probably be on about four. So we, we okay. usually when they do a one o'clock game, we're usually on about four ish. Texas says, Mike, you survived a ride in Trevor's car. You are now invincible. Also, I might have just told Trevor I would walk to the hospital. I, I trusted Trevor. You're a good driver. <laughs> you did ask me at one point, like, are we there yet? <laughs> I was like, how, uh, how, I do remember being like, how close are we? Like, you did ask me. That at that point, we were coming off the way, right by Westport Road, actually, yeah. Texas says, Mike, I think you were just a concerned parent worried that Trevor isn't going to do well enough on the ACT to get into college. <laughs> is that where the stress is coming from? <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still lined up to do the ACTs, by the way. Still, still good to go. Hadn't gotten that rejection letter yet. <laughs> yep. Still, still, I still got pool. As long as Marty's still, in, Marty's still got his job, I got pool over to high schools. Texas says, Austin, did Trevor take the ACT? Not yet. September 9th. No, September 9th, yeah. Texas says, um, Mike, I'm going to request to put your sickness in the LCPT tournament. I'll, I'll, put, I'll put it in there this year if I could. The what tournament? That least cool person tournament. Oh, oh yeah. I always forget when you use the abbreviation, yeah. Texas says, my buddy that's a diehard OSU fan has said multiple times that we would have smoked them that year and they weren't really that good. It's they the weren't. Rutgers loss and it isn't close. I also missed the flag. It was crushing. I mean, yeah, Ohio State was not. I mean, that was just a down. You can say what you want. I mean, because technically, if you want to be just technical about it, the national championship should have been us and Boise State. I think we were probably the two best teams. Ohio State was probably third that year. If you look at undefeated, because I, I said that we were the only two undefeated, and I forgot. It's easy to say that now, but like at the time, people were talking about Ohio State being like one of the best teams of all time. I mean, Troy Smith won the Heisman. Right. I mean, because I, mean, I guess he played high school with Ted Ginn and yada yada. My, I still have always said this, because like, one of the big themes that entire year was just Big East bashing. Remember, even after the West Virginia game, everybody was like, two mid-major teams with all these turnovers and all this stuff, which you could have said about the Louisville-Clemson game, but nobody ever would say that no. in 2016. Like, I still think to this day they would have screwed us and they would have kept Michigan and done a rematch. Because they, you know, th- there was there was a little bit of a what push mean, for with Florida end up getting the game anyway. I'm, no, I'm saying they would have kept they would have let Michigan and Ohio State play a second game, is what I think would have happened if we'd gone undefeated. Because there was a little bit of a like a, a push to make that happen anyway. And, you know, these two teams are clearly the best. Why shouldn't we have them play again? If the if the goal is to have the two best teams these two showed in their last game that they're two, they're the two best. I, I think Florida was an easy option because it was like, well, we're avoiding the repeat matchup. It's another power conference team. Plus, it's but, SEC. They always want excuses. Right. During the two thousands, there was like, you didn't, you just if you gave them an inch of an excuse to use an SEC team in the BCS, they're going to use it. And it wasn't quite that badly that that bad then. I mean, again, this is only two years removed from Auburn going undefeated and not getting a chance to play for the national title. I feel like. Just, I've always thought they would have, yeah. they would have, for, and I, I would have had such a hard time with that. Well, they would just like the Alabama LSU rematch type thing. Yeah. Which I forgot, and you just brought that up. I forgot that was the Michigan, that was the shootout game. Like 42 35 yeah, or something. 42 39, yeah. 42, I do remember now watching that game at the at the bar at Lone Star. I was going, but uh, I keep forgetting he had, because I, I can't, I, almost, I can't forget Boise State being undefeated because that was the game I kind of won money on. Our, our, our man say, I bet him, and then like at halftime of the game, he's like, "I didn't make that bet." And then when Oklahoma <laughs> took the lead, he's like, he like, I remember him texting me and be like, "Yeah, we made that bet." And then the statue of Liberty plays like, 
Are you sure we made that bet? Like the entire, just a roller coaster of changing his mind in the whole game. We watched that game in Miami <laughs> when we were down there for the Orange Bowl. I think still to this day, one of the best football games I've ever watched. Watched both sitting in my bedroom on my little dorm room TV in, in my apartment. Texas, good call on leaving the ER. I was there from 2 p.m. to 2 a.m. last year. After about 10 hours, you've convinced yourself that America is a third-world country <laughs> and health insurance might as well be useless. I've heard the trick is to drive to a regional ER in a neighboring county to get initial tests, and then they can refer you to a bigger hospital if needed. It's Yeah, that was, it, was, it was bad. The last time I'd go, you know, I, 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 I was there for hours, and just not, and just they finally, I think I watched like an entire marathon of Friends on USA or something, and by the time they, like 4 in the morning, they're like, oh, you can go home now. Like, thanks. Texas, honestly, if Mike had died that way, I would have taken it as a sign that I should find a new team. <laughs> what if that was your communication? Me dying was the final, the final straw that pushed you to cheer for somebody besides U of L. I'm gonna go be a Purdue fan. <laughs> Let's go. I Memphis. loved his show. I loved his riding. He just died in Trevor's car. That was the last straw. Let's go, Arkansas. Big whooping suey. Paul L. Ellis. Yeah. <laughs> Texture says, uh, we were packed in a beef O'Brady's in Middletown, and the entire place went nuts on the missed kick, and I just dropped to my chair pissed. Usually I pride myself on being able to see when there's like a flag and everyone's going crazy. I'm like, it's coming back, it's coming back. And that one I just I didn't see. I bought cable for that damn game. Oh. I had got because I couldn't afford I really couldn't afford cable my when I was at Western. I was working two jobs, you know, cover rent and student loans and stuff. So I you know, money was tight. And like I finally I got tired of going up and having to watch the game up at Lone Star where I worked one of my where I worked the daytime uh, every game and I was like I want to be able to enjoy I mean I, we had you could smoke at the bar back then but like I still want to be able to enjoy so I was like I'm getting I'm, screw it I'm getting cable like it's so, like that week I got cable and just so I could watch the damn Thursday night game that's <laughs> so pissed I drove straight to Lexington the next day to go like. Party with friends in UK for the weekend. I was like, I'm just drinking my my troubles away. I can't deal with it. I've done that once before. Gone to UK and just got hammered after the after we lost to him in football. Texas, seriously, is Bozich getting kickbacks from Payne? I don't think he's had a story saying anything critical of KP. I mean, they're they're definitely close, and it's it shows. There's no way around. He's got to have somebody in the media on his side, though, right? I mean, it's it is crazy that like after all these years of you know in other programs, it's. They're leaking stuff to like the the young rivals guy or like the radio guy or whatever, and like, I mean, Rick's been around for a long time, and now you've got like, it just, it, it, I don't, I'm trying not to be mean, like it just seems strange that he's the guy that like the staff is going to when they want something out there. Well, I mean, he's got the connections to him when they were players. Yeah, I'm, as I'm saying, yeah, like, I mean, like he a, was a past relationship from a, when did Rick join? When did he start? When did he join like CJ and Kirk a little like early '80s, right? Yeah, I think it was before I was born. I mean, it could be, yeah. He, like, I've never known the Courier Journal where he hasn't been writing. I've or, nor I, have I. I guess the Courier Journal and now WZRB is what I mean. Well, yeah, but I, I, I that's why I grew up like him in four. I mean, mostly him, but the forty as well. Later on, was uh, the ones that I always remember the most. Texas, welcome back, Mike. It was scary last Thursday when you had your episode. I'm happy you didn't die. Now, please stop talking about flowers. What about some football positivity? In all honesty, though, you and TK make my afternoon. Thank you. Oh, thank you. It was Appreciate nice seeing all the people reaching out and saying how much they they like the show and how you know, it's, that's always a, a nice thing that happens. When something bad happens, it's always nice to have that to, to counterbalance things. And I didn't get a chance to respond to all the the tweets. I responded to, I think, everybody who sent a DM. I finally got around to that today, and I sent all the text messages back. But it was, it was, it was definitely nice to hear. It helped, for sure. 
Texas says, did, he, did TK just say hip-hop wham and Guns N' Roses? <laughs> yeah. That's quite the lineup. I think I want to say by, when, I, when I was 10, my three favorite cassettes were probably Wham, Make It Big, Appetite for Destruction, and Straight Outta Compton. You're an eclectic man. And then, the, eclectic and, then, and then within a year later, I see a free concert of Paul Simon on HBO. It just happened to get lucky because, I, I mean, I, for the most part, like, I didn't have HBO as a kid. Like That's why I didn't wasn't in Sopranos and stuff. It was one of those weird moments where my mom had just moved out of the grandma's and took me with her. And we went over to Cherokee Park area. And like she was like, we're going to get HBO, which we had it for like a month probably. And uh, of course, back in those days, like you would record everything. Like anytime a movie oh, yeah. come on, you're like, I'm recording this movie. I'll watch it sometime. Yeah. I mean, I had oh, man, the amount of cassettes with movies on it I had. Just, the, I want to say I had like, a, I think during that month, I had a cassette that had Commando, Once Bitten, and Arachnophobia, like all on it. <laughs> like, I was like, like, even at a young age, my obscurity of movies um, were just was already there. <laughs> Texas, and we have not talked about this today because it is kind of old news at this point. We lost MJ Griffin for the year. I saw that. Please yeah. eat that salad. You're I mean, already, look, you're, look what your selfish <sighs> behavior is already doing. You're breaking this team up. I'm not doing it on the first. What day should I eat a salad? I mean, we're running out of time here. My birthday? You are, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon? This is my last I mean, I'm just curious. <laughs> I don't know. When, when, when am I allowed to make the jokes? I forget. Because in the car, it wasn't. I'm going to die right when Brom gets momentum going and we hired Jay Wright. I just feel like we're going to be like one kick away from going to feed it and there's going to be a flag and it's going to be you. She's going to collapse right there. That killed me. Like not not long COVID related. Can, I can only survive one offsides on our <laughs> on our missed field goal. The second one, <laughs> the second one just did him in. It was the widowmaker. <laughs> Texture says you, what, we, it's five thirty eight. Let's just talk through the. You know, can we skip a, skip a break? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, why not? We've we've missed the last few days. People have missed us. The yeah. next line is, is bumping. We're not gonna get to all these anyway. We're, we'll do the best we can. Yeah, read them. Go read read away. Texas says Flowers is about to get really good at the dunk shot. Well. Was that just a reference to the video or something? I'm guessing so. Like you said, because I'd said I told you over the like well, I think during the break, like I guess I hadn't seen that when it came out, so I just it was being sent to me like all like on Sunday for some reason. It made the rounds a while back. And then okay, and it just that's like that's just a weird coincidence. I'm getting this video on Sunday and then Monday, and then he announces somebody. I was like, I know they can't be connected, but still, I mean, in all. I, I didn't mean to gloss over the MJ Griffin news because we haven't talked about it yet. It does it, – it sucks. Like, he was really, really good last year, uh, transferred in from Temple, did not play a lot in the first five games. They said later in the season it was because he was dealing with injury, but he, he started playing when Kendrick Duncan got hurt. And when he started playing, and you know, maybe it was just coincidence or, or not, when he started getting on, on the field as a full-time starter is when the defense really started picking it up. Uh, he had a big-time year last year. I think a lot of people were expecting him to be the catalyst of that, the back end of that defense this year. The good news is, and, and there's no good news, but the comforting news is Jeff Brom really went out and really bolstered the depth in the secondary. It, it's one spot where he knew he needed to go get guys, and we've got options now behind MJ. You bring back Josh Minkins from last year, who, who played a lot at safety. You brought in Cameron Kelly from North Carolina, who is third-team All-ACC. You brought in Devin Neal from Baylor, who started a lot of games for them. So you've got options back there. And I think you also have some cornerbacks that you probably can flip to safety if need be. But still, there's no way around the fact he was a very productive player last year, one of our best defensive players, and it sucks for him to lose what I'm sure he thought was going to be a very special season just a few weeks before it was going to get started. So that was that was a blow. 
Uh, you've also had, I think Jeff said after this scrimmage on Saturday or Sunday, that Stephen Heron's been a little bit nicked up. Um, he mentioned a couple of other guys that, that have been kind of sidelined, but but Griffin was the big one. That's been that's going to be out for a long time, and that's that that, that sucks. Texas says, Mike, one time the dentist gave me a shot of Novocaine in the cheek and it hit a nerve. Ooh, hurt like hell. It's kind of hurt. Yeah, that sucks. Also, I don't think the flower situation matters in the grand scheme. We could be playing the Washington Generals, and I'd have no confidence at this point. <laughs> well, that's that's sad. Mom had a t- my mom had to have a tooth pulled yesterday herself. Did she? Yeah, she wasn't too happy about it. Man, yeah, nerve in the cheek would be that, that would, would hurt. That would be yeah, I'm hoping this wrist thing goes away because it's it's. We got a wrist thing going on. There? What's the? That's what I'm talking about. The nerve. Oh yeah, yeah. Damn arm. Texas says, of course, Scott Clark is going to start. He's our only guard. I mean. Cron Davis is kind of a guard, right? Cron Davis is a guard. Yeah, he's like 6'5", right? Once again, going back to my main point, which is Karan Davis needs to be like all ACC good. Well, he's all ACC level at least. Suitable. Suitable. Is it suitable? He's suitable for the ACC. I keep forgetting the word. I, I think I, I, I help him with giving him better words. He has length and athleticism that are suitable for the ACC was the Kenny Payne quote. Not character, though. <laughs> he does get a character bump now with Trenton Flowers leaving. Does Trenton Flowers lose his character? Oh, yeah. He's, he's no character. He's not a warrior. He's not, he, well, he was the character warrior? He, no, that's uh, that's uh, Danilo Yovanovich. Okay. What was what was Flowers? He's a, he's a low character loser. Can we go is. back to Flowers' description what it was exactly? Okay. You don't have to bring it up right now. I just can't remember if he was like. No, now I want to know. Because I want to know if he's how overhyped he might have been in terms of like the breakdown. Is he, is he an outstanding young man with the grew up, they grew up in a household of great parenting? He's a low character loser. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a fan of the boomerang. <laughs> we like to call him the kangaroo. Uh, let me find the Kenny Payne. This is from the Go Cards release. And this all happened so quickly. Remember, he, he reclassified on April 12th and signed with Louisville the same day. I mean, he clearly has no problem making snap decisions, right? God has pointed him in a lot of different directions over the last I mean, four months. His mom's like, God's opened this door. God's opened that door. It's like, <laughs> Make up your mind. Can, some, can someone lock the door on God over here? Can God throw us a damn bone one time? <laughs> we, who gave room? God a key? God's going to start opening some doors up for us. Oh, I keep getting the toilet and the devil flushes. <laughs> you got game quote. You never heard of that loose. They got being praised in the loser's locker room. They probably cursing that mother out. No, oh, I've, I've, I've used that joke for so long. I cannot get this release. Nothing will load in this computer. We've got to get the Wi-Fi. There's no character at all for that release. <laughs> got to get the Wi-Fi figured out here. All right, I'll read another text, and then we'll find the what he said about Trent Flowers. Uh, Texture says, a couple texts ago, I suggested the UNC Senior Day game at Freedom Hall where Larry O went off for the next watch. You did. Was that okay? I would love to watch that game. I have no problem. All right, here's the quote. Okay, here we go. Here's what the, <laughs> how much is this different than, than, than now? Trenton is one of the most talented young players, regardless of class, in the country. Okay, that still stands. You can keep that in there. He's a 6'8 guard who okay. can score, rebound, pass, and defend. And he's an elite athlete with a very good basketball IQ. Okay. He has a bright future in his game and has the discipline and work ethic to be a great basketball player. He's as excited as we are for him to be a part of this basketball program. I'm not sure that last part's true. <laughs> we, we were doing well to right about there. In sickness and in health. <laughs> yeah. He didn't say character, though. So he never brought up character with Flowers. He just says 
discipline and work ethic. See, I thought we, I thought that Cron Davis was the only non-character we had. I did too. I guess we just glossed over this one because it was such a. It happened so quickly. Well, I mean, I didn't he think, was right. He was low character loser. Does that mean Cron's on his way out the door? No, he got bumped up today. We're just gonna be left with nothing but Sky and Dino out there. Texas says, I once gave Larry O a hug at a bar in St. Matthews, and it felt like hugging a statue of a Greek god. He's a good-looking guy. <laughs> yeah. Seen those arms? Yeah, he's always, he's always buff. Ripped. Yeah, he was. Speed school for like a year. Male high. Male high. Played with my man Danny Edlin. Mr. Basketball. Yeah. Gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, buddy. Texture says, Mary, if, is you going to take Mary or Larry to the game on Saturday? Name's Ron for a reason. <laughs> Texture says, if Trevor doesn't eat a salad as promised, we're definitely losing to GT. A lot of the salad, the salad hype is it's getting worse for you now because bad stuff's happening. We're getting close to the season. Flowers gone. Griffin hurt. You just, it's time to sack up, in the words of Dan Dockage. Well, I'll tell you right now, I just ordered dinner for the Bats game tonight, and it's, it, it, it got Zaxby, so I didn't get a salad. <laughs> A chicken and teriyaki with some cheese curds. Texture says that Bob Bur- Bob's Burgers episode is fantastic. The whole season, really. Like, early Bob's Burgers is awesome. I've tried watching Bob's Burgers. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't bother me. I just say like, I'll watch it if it's on, like after something else. But it's not something I've like determined, like go stream and stuff. Well, you're low character. I'm a weird dude. Texas, I don't think it's Kenny's fault for Flowers going to the NBL. However, unless Danilo Jovanovic turns into the second coming of Danilo Gallinari, <laughs> it's his fault for filling all 13 scholarships in June when he could have gotten his players in the summer portal. I mean, see, I, so I now we've got two scholarships open. I don't even know if we have Dino Gallinelli, if he, we could even be that good. <laughs> A decent player, but I mean. Texture says, an interesting UofL question I saw posed online yesterday, does the basketball program being so down put more pressure on Brahm and the football program to succeed or less? Oh, I think for right now it's more. Oh, yeah. I think if it were, if these were normal times and both programs were humming along and having success and, and everything was right and the basketball team had a little blip, maybe it would lessen the pressure on football to carry the load. But I think the football program being as just average to below average as it's been since, since Lamar left and basketball being so down, and people also not, like, usually even when basketball's down, we've got hope, right? You can say, you know, if we're like a, a seven seed in bracketology, which Remember a time in the long, long ago when that was a down preseason expectation for us. If we were like a seven seed in the, in the bracketology, you could tell yourself, I think that's low. We're going to surprise a lot of people. We could be Final Four good. You'll see what happens. Like now, being overly optimistic is saying, I think we can make the tournament. And that's, you know, I mean, hope is a good thing. Sometimes it's the only thing. But hope is going to be low for most fans. But right now we have hope like Brooks. Yeah, and I think that I think that does put pressure because if football loses, let's say they lose to Georgia Tech and they start off slow, and you're like, man, I don't even have basketball to look forward to. It's another year of being like volleyball, women's basketball, baseball. Please do something because we need distraction from our two major sports. I think there's a lot of pressure. Yeah, I think also because of the the stress of of not knowing that you have basketball as a safety net, a, a disappointing loss in football or something disappointing early in football that could happen is going to maybe multiply the anger towards the football because, you know, you don't have anything to... I think you're right. And you can say the same thing a little bit about last year, but maybe with Kenny Payne's first year and not knowing, you know, knowing the fo- you didn't have the safety net of Satterfield football season. 
Texas Mike, if you were the Gator mascot on the gurney, which mascot was TK taking you to the hospital? Well, that's the picture that I posted on on Twitter today to, for the show. It's one of my favorite pictures. The the, the dead looking frog mascot on the the Trevor would have been. Well, you were, you were the only one driving. You'd be the, the little red thing. I don't know what that is, but that'd be who is that? I don't know. It's a, a European mascot. There's oh. a lot of mascots being hurt. Uh, photos out there that are very funny. There's one where it looks like one is like screaming in pain as he's holding his leg on a stretcher. It's great. I don't find mascot abuse funny at all, man. I friend. actually follow a, a, a. I think it's very uncool. I actually follow an account that is only mascots during moments of silence, <laughs> and it makes me laugh every single time. That would be kind of funny. Yeah, oh, it's hilarious. It's kind of, I mean, it's, how serious can you be in a moment of silence? And you got a giant like yeah frog head on your head. It's at mascot silence is the Twitter account, <laughs> and like I, it's the funniest thing ever because it's yeah, it's all these people very serious, and it's it's like, like their pin tweet is Cyril the Swan paying respect to former Queen Elizabeth II. It's like everybody's like so serious. It's this giant swan with its head just bowed. It's hilarious. I can't not laugh. <laughs> Texas, important question for Uncle Trevor. Oh, come on. Would you, Uncle Trevor? Would you rather have penis-sized nipples or nipple-sized penis? Well, I already have the latter, so. Um, <laughs> I guess I would go with the former, right? Penis? Oh. I mean, I, it, it depends. I mean, which, I mean, we, we, we talking like Lexington Steel, or are we talking like, you know, could I cut off the penis nipples? <laughs> that would hurt. You can't tuck those bad boys. It's, it's hard. I have nipples. Can you milk me? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want a nipple-sized penis, though. No, that would, yeah. That's, uh, I, 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 I guess I... things I got going for. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> to you and Mary. <laughs> Sexer says, you all mentioned Trevor not eating his salad last week, reminding the football gods, then a top football player got hurt. Trevor, please eat the damn salad. Okay, everybody. I'll eat a salad. i got to find out where to get it from, though. Well, we, and I'm not going to the place I went last time. That fancy place sucked. We tried to tag team this last time, and it worked out poorly. Yeah. like we're. I, I want something. I, I don't want. Okay, here, here's the criteria. Okay? Just lay down the line. I want The lettuce has to be at least crisp. That, that soggy lettuce <laughs> stuff was disgusting. If it's gotta have, if it's gonna have meat on it, which I, I do prefer, uh, I want it to be cooked. I don't want, I don't want to be poisoned by like raw chicken again, like last it, time. It, that is cooked. It's just cold. No one eats cold chicken, dude. You, know, you you've really never had salads before, have you? You know, eats cold chicken. Carnies and Soul Steel Pass. Okay, nobody eats cold chicken. Wraps, sandwiches. I don't know what rappers eat. I don't. I don't, can't rap. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Texture says, Mike and Trevor on the way to the hospital is the same as the planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> Did you look at it at one point and see me as the devil? <laughs> I think probably. Texas, Mike, take a deep breath. We're making the tourney this year. Ooh, I like your optimism. Okay. There we go. So we asked for some optimism. We got some optimism. Yeah, so that's what we asked for is optimism. Texture says, I missed an hour of the show. Did you see my walks like a duck text? I worked hard on that. No, I, I did not. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll read your text now, though. He says, everything that Kenny has done since he was hired, including taking months to build a staff, bungling the first recruiting class, misconstructing the roster, poor in-game coaching with illogical timeout usage, no player development, inability to motivate his players, no answers in his interviews, his lack of interaction and discomfort with the media and fan base entirely, and now losing Tyler and Flowers and leaving two scholarships open has told me something. If it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, then it may be a duck. Kenny's a bad coach. We can see with our eyes. We don't have to pretend. I think the duck that that's that, that saying, I think of Terrell Owens and Jeff Garcia for some reason. 
I think of 90210. Okay. Where she, Brenda's like, you made me feel like a, Kelly's like, you made me feel like a whore, Brendan. Brenda's like, well, if it walks like a duck and talk, go to Kelly hell. was a whore. <laughs> she was kind of easy, yeah. Texas says, have you all addressed the deleted tweet? The flat, yes, we have. The Trenton Flowers. Tweet. I hadn't seen that, actually, until you brought it up. Texture says, speaking of Larry O, Ty Spaulding from CarlosSports.com on the Third Banner podcast broke the news of Larry O and his new fundraising position in the athletic department at UofL. So shout out and congrats to fan favorite Larry O'Bannon. Yeah, I think they, I, they put out a release out a few months ago about that. He's doing, yeah, he's been, he's helping out with the fundraising. Good. You know, that sounds like he's playing with Italy or something, wasn't he? He played overseas for a long time. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. I think he just, he just retired from over there, though, didn't he? Like within a year or two? I don't think it's been. I think it's been a few more years. He's been back. Maybe in town. it was a COVID time. Maybe he retired. I think it's, I think it's yeah, been okay. Three or four years. I think he's been All back right. in town. I know he was coaching a little bit. He was coaching outside of Louisville for a little bit. And now he's back in town full time. Texas, my favorite Rick Bozich uh, memory is when he rear-ended me and my grandma in the Panera parking lot on Rudy Lane. Can you imagine getting rear-ended and getting out and being like Bozich. <laughs> I think I've told you this. I don't know if I've ever told this story on the air, but I think I've told it to you off the air. My, my favorite Rick Bozich like. story. Uh, I he used to he used to he used to get me frustrated when I'd read his articles in the paper because his opinion I would disagree with a lot of times, and I don't remember what the article was. And this is when I was working at, I was working at Cardboard Heroes. I was working at Green Tree Mall, and uh, we'd hired some seasonal help, and one of them was this young lady named Maggie. Oh, you have to. I think you just told it to me. And it was like the first day she was working, and I'm like reading this Rick, Rick article. It's you know for internet days, for internet, but yada yada, and I'm like just cursing. I'm like. This Rick, and I used to have a nickname for him when he'd make me mad that I would, call, I would use to say his name. And I'm just going. You imagine. And I'm going on, yeah. And I'm going on. It was the same one I used for uh, <laughs> for another player. but And she's just following in the middle of like 20 minutes of me ranting. She goes, it's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm sure he's a great father. <laughs> it's a tough look for you. She only worked there about a, maybe a month. <laughs> Texas Mike, don't forget to remind the young college kids not to belly flop the baby pool. Don't do it. Oh, wow, that's that's a life it's, lesson, it's right? It's that time of the year. The, the, the baby pools are going to be out. It's orientation. Some fat, drunk guy is going to belly flop in the pool. He's going to think it's funny. It's not funny. It's not. Don't do it. Don't belly flop in the baby pool. I've never done that. Good. I've belly flopped on on act on, you know in the plantation in the deep end, but someone's going to get too drunk. They're going to think it's funny. People will laugh and be nice about it. Nobody thinks it's funny. You're a loser. Don't yeah, do it. Not to mention, you know how much it hurts when you belly flop properly? It's part of the funny. That's why it's so funny. It's no, not it's funny. not. No. It's funny the first time. Texture says, the only way you should ever have uh, Goodman on, is this a character text, is if as soon as he comes on, you say, welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. They just really hate Goodman, don't they? They really do. That's a bad text. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> Texture says, um... A lot of text here. I can't get. It. I don't think I can read all your text, buddy. Um, but he says, and lastly, Karan Davis being the only guard off the bench besides Hersey Miller is making me want to cry. We're in the same position as last year, guard wise. Yeah, I've been saying. Yeah, pretty much. I saw Hersey Miller had to respond to some people on Twitter today too. I'm like, we're already at the players fighting with fans on Twitter part of the season, and we school hasn't even started. So if I'm not going to advert, the coaches shouldn't be shouldn't bring themselves down the level of arguing with fans on Twitter. Neither should the players. It's been it's no offense, nothing's anything bad about the fans, but if you're a player and coach, that's seriously beneath you, dude. Don't don't lower yourself to that standard. It's been a big year for coaches and players fighting with the fans. That's just stupid. Thanks, says, Trevor. I'm willing to let you eat a fruit salad. <laughs> Give me that cup, fruit. <laughs> a little half baked there reference for you. <laughs> Texture says, 
I see your KRC text. UFO guy, wacky Wednesday. This is for their wacky Wednesday tomorrow. Okay. Maybe we'll get your text on weird Wednesday tomorrow, too. Texture says, just get the most simple salad possible. Lettuce, one cherry tomato, small amount of sliced carrots, a few croutons, and ranch dressing. Have some grated cheese. If you, the problem is, like, everybody who hates salad is, like, drenched in dressing. You, I, don't, you hate dressing. I hate dressing. I, I, There's I, no way to win here. I ordered some, some cheese fries from uh, Wendy's a couple weeks ago, and I thought I told them no ranch, and they, didn't, they put ranch on it. I took one bite. I, I actually got sick. It made me. It made me vomit. Your system just rejected. It, it. rejected. <laughs> I kid you not. And I, I mean, I had to like just. I was like chugging mellow yellow and everything else just to get the taste. Out. It took me hours to get the taste out of my mouth. I was so nasty. I'm like, I'm just gargling like, uh, you know, uh, whatever. Okay. Mouthwash. It was I just. Don't, I don't. You don't need to finish. Gargling. Fed <laughs> <laughs> <Shut> up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did it. We made it through a three-hour show. No hospital trips today. That's good. It's a step in the right direction. Our first non-hospital show in almost a week. That's good. We made it through all three hours. We've got uh, Louisville Bats baseball coming up tonight. Who are they playing now? Uh, they're in Iowa. Playing Iowa the Cubs. Cubs. I'm yeah. assuming it's a central time start, so it's going to be a little bit later. Yeah, which is why it's uh, pregame will start at 7.08. K- first kickoff. First pitch is 7.38 tonight. Right, I don't know one. who's on the mound tonight. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Bad night to be an Iowa Cub. All right, go Bats, go Cards. Everyone enjoy a little Bats baseball tonight again. 708 go first home. coverage. Go home. Uh, and then 735 first pitch. Keep it locked right here. 38. Whatever. Home for the Bats. Have a fantastic <laughs> Tuesday night. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow at 3. Go Cards. Go Reds. Go Bats. There were hints and allegations. If you be my bodyguard.